So you qualify. Happy Saturday. We bought the vibe today. This is how I feel it, man. And my grown folks back. I was the first brother of five. Doing whatever I had to do to survive. I'm not saying what I did. Happy Saturday. Trying to break out of the ghetto was a day-to-day fight. Let's go. Being down so long, getting up to the cost of mine. But I knew there was a better way of life, and I was just trying to find. You don't know what you do until you put on a pressure. Cross 110th Street is a hell of a touchdown. The gems and Come on, man. You got to sing it, man. It's going to be out of sync. I don't know if I can. Let's go. Woman trying to catch a trick on the street. Vibe I'm on. <laughs> we on that real 70s thing. drug dealer. <laughs> when you hear the bongos, you know they talking about cocaine. <laughs> I'm your mama, I'm your daddy, I'm that nigga in the alley. I'm your doctor when you need want some coke, have some weed. You know me, I'm your friend. Happy Saturday, people. I'm your pusher man. Let's go. I'm your pusher man. Yeah. I'm feeling good, man. I hope y'all feeling good too. Shout out to the day one supporters. We appreciate y'all. Let's go. I just want to feel good, man. It's hot outside. I'm trying to hit some cookouts. Oh, yeah. When you love someone, it's natural, not demanding. Let's go. I feel like DJ D nice right now.
Let's go. Just vibe with me. Oh, yeah. I'm not playing with y'all. I know y'all cleaning up right now, but dance. know about this. That's how I'm feeling, man. Happy Saturday. I'm in my old man vibe. I'm just cool, man. Yeah, man, that was a good, good, good Memorial Day cookout mix from DJ Figgy Fig over here, man. <laughs> I, I like the vibe. I enjoyed it. That's a good vibe. Cool vibe. This Memorial Day weekend we're in right now, or whenever you're listening to the yeah. podcast, even if it's past Memorial Day. You know, we still vibing. Yeah, we already know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we are back at it with another action-packed episode of the Gems and Juice podcast. Actually, I messed up. Jay Prince got to say what podcast it is first. The gems and juice. Yes, we are back at it. Back in full effect. A lot to talk about. A uh, a new album. We're going to have to review. You know, we're going to have to be honest about. We're going to have to get our true <laughs> feelings out. Oh, man. Uh, it, it's going to be tough. We might have people turn on us, but we're going to have to do it. <laughs> but first off, man, how you feeling, Figgy? I know you've been ripping and running this week. I know it's been busy for you. How you been, bro? Man, I've been pretty good. been a busy day. I was, um, I was off on Friday. I didn't work. And um, I ended up going out to the wifey school and helping her pack and uh, move stuff to her storage because she's going to another school next um, school year. So that been a lot of work. It's, it's no joke moving around in Texas like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, it's terrible. I, I don't advise it at all. If anything, I will move in December. <laughs> 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 like I'm never looking for a house in April or May and then plan on moving in June or July. That is a nightmare, but uh, everything been cool, man. Everything been good. That's good to hear, man. And yeah, moving in the summer is no joke, dog. Like at least you got, at least it's not peak hotness right now. Like in about a month, it's going to be 90 to a hundred. So yeah, yeah, at least you escaped that. But yeah, Yeah, when I, when I first moved to Houston, we moved back in June. It was like June 20th, somewhere around there. And when I tell you it was so hot, we stayed on the second floor. Damn. And we, we was thinking like, oh, okay, you, you know, flooding and all that stuff. So we outsmart everybody. Mm-hmm. Man, we didn't realize we had to walk up two flights of stairs mm-hmm. with furniture. We didn't even have furniture. We had boxes and stuff like that. Man, that shit was no joke, bro. Like, I was about to pass out. I never sweated so hard in my life. <laughs> I realized I was out of shape. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, you always realize it when you're moving. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, man, this is this is no joke. So every t- like the the last time we moved to uh, our new place, our newer place, I made sure I tipped the the movers a lot and mm-hmm. gave them something to drink, like some Gatorade and all that stuff, because I don't care how much you making, man, that stuff ain't no joke. <laughs> 
So, yeah, I always tip the movers too, man. You got yeah. to. I live in the third floor, man. So I knew that shit wasn't a joke. Yeah. But yeah, and you got I, tip. And I don't even, uh, you know how people be asking to move. Like, hey, can you help us move? I'm buying pizza and beer. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even disrespecting nobody like that. <laughs> help, have them helping me move. And I just buy them pizza and beer. Like, nah, I wouldn't even be disrespectful like that. And, and some people, some people offer like, oh, I would have helped, you know. Like, nah, man, I, you know, <laughs> I let the professionals do that shit and just pay them. <laughs> it, it depends on how many people are helping to move. If it's like a good crew, like I had a homeboy who I helped move once, but he had a lot of friends come through and help too. So I was one of many. So I ain't had okay. to, so it wasn't too hard. But if it's just me and the friend or me and the friend and one other person, that's not enough. Yeah. That's too much yeah. work for me. I was me. about to say, if it's like, <laughs> if it's like the person you help move and maybe three other people. Yeah. That's, that's still hard, man. Yeah. No, nah, it's a lot of furniture. You still got to move a lot of boxes. Yeah. That's too much. Yeah, man, and so. at the end of the night, you getting pizza. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I ain't like, gonna work, man. Yeah. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even disrespect nobody like that. <laughs> if anything, yeah, yeah. I would, yeah, if they want to help, I will definitely pay. It won't, I won't ask nobody and say, Hey, I, I got some pizza and beer. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, I ain't doing. I, I wouldn't even do that. that yeah, I, know I can't be I doing that. that. That's yeah. college shit, man. You can't be doing yes. that shit as grown, man. You got to pay people for work. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, good. Everything went well. Good, you all moved, and uh, well, your your wife is moving her stuff, and she got a new school year. Is she moving to a more hood school or a more man, suburban she, school? Nah, she she in the same district. But oh, okay. um, I guess they opening up a new school. And um, yeah, she she all the way out there towards Baytown. Oh damn. <laughs> so so I don't know if you consider that hood, but she ain't had okay. no black she ain't had no black kids. <laughs> oh damn. Yeah. So all white and Hispanics. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. It's, I see you. It's funny, I was on my way out there and I always get scared every time I'm going that way. Like leaving Houston, it's kind of like, all right, cool, you on the freeway. And then once you get into the actual town, it's like, oh shit! I seen a big ass sign that said T R U M P. Yep. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, it, man. Yeah, it's, it's like I, I know ain't nobody gonna do nothing to me, but still in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> like, is, is is these one of those towns? It's cracking country, man. Got to be careful. <laughs> No, Abbott said any anybody can rock a gun now. So I to look into that, dog. Ain't oh, no policies for open carry. That. You ain't yeah. have, you need to get no license to open carry no more. So <laughs> I had to look into that, man. But yeah. Yeah. Good to hear. Good to hear the wifey's moved in or getting moved in. So good to hear that went well, man. Yeah. Um, so let's get into the shits, dog. We gotta talk about a new album, a I don't even want to say it's controversial because I haven't seen many negative texts. I just haven't heard people talk about it. Maybe out of respect. No, I, I actually, I seen a lot of people talking about it. No, oh, okay. I, I seen a, I seen a couple people saying, "Man, this ass album hard." Well, I was just like, huh? "Yeah," and I ain't want to reply like, "Nah, man." Yeah, I seen a couple other people. I seen more people saying, "Hey, uh, it's good to hear X." <laughs> But they ain't really say, you know, they ain't really give a take on the album. They mm-hmm. just say it's, it's, it's just good to hear X. That's all I'm, <laughs> I'm glad about type thing. 
And I understand that take too, man. I understand that more after listening to the whole album. But we got to talk about it. We got our main objective, if we can. And we got to talk about this DMX album called Exodus. Uh, it dropped finally. Uh, he had been, it had been, uh, the track list was announced, I want to say like two weeks ago, maybe. We talked about it on the podcast. I wasn't a fan of all the features and all that. So, yeah, looking into some, so I did some background research on his album because I wanted to know if, because from looking at the track list, I was like, okay, a bunch of niggas just hopped on after he died to be a part of the DMX final album. And I thought that was kind of corny. And I said that on the podcast, it was corny, but looking, Swiss Beats has talked about the production of this album. And after reading that, I guess it makes more sense. Apparently this album was finished. It was actually finished. Uh, DMX recorded it shortly after the verses with Snoop Dogg last year. He said it took him a few months. He said the features were legitimate. Some of the songs were old, but the features were legitimate. And um, there was only one song that was posthumously compiled. And of course, that's the Money Back Yo song, the one that everybody's eyebrow was raised up at, which was apparently supposed to be a Pop Smoke song. But Pop, Pop Smoke's verse got used on another song. So they took Pop Smoke off since it was another verse. It, the Same verse is already used on the song. And they put Money Back Yo on. And I didn't like Swiss Beast's reasoning for putting money. Because you could tell DMX probably had no idea who Money Back Yo was. He, Of course he did, man. Remember, back, Sw- in the, <laughs> remember back in the day, he didn't even know who J. Cole was. This was back yeah. in 2010, 2011, somewhere around there. Yeah, he had no idea who J. Cole was, and J. Cole was hot during the, during that time. <laughs> yeah, so uh he did not know, but the Swiss Beast was like, I know DMX would have liked money back. And I'm like, I don't know if you know that, man, but whatever. So that was the only eyebrow raising one, and that was for a good reason because that was actually an added-on feature, but everything else was apparently already done. Um, he was, according to Swiss Beats, he was planning to do a whole rollout. He was going to get on a diet, do some exercise, come back in better shape, and do a tour for this album. And unfortunately, it, that never got to happen. Of course, he passed away. So let's get into it, man. Um, Figgy, I'm going to put the onus on you. You got this <laughs> shit on the dead, man. Okay. I know it's <laughs> but <laughs> I want your thoughts, man. I want you, because it's chock full of features, by the way. We have uh, Griselda on it we have the jay-z and nas two nas verses a jay-z and nas song long anticipated so a lot to get into man and i want to know your thoughts you gotta let the people know and be honest what were your thoughts on the dmx exodus album um i um last week i I agree with you i wasn't really a fan of all the features like this i was intrigued by some of the songs but I knew it wasn't going to be an album how he would have had it if he was still alive, in my opinion. I don't think he would have had all these features like this. But um, from the first song, I was I was disappointed out the gate, man. And this is not a bad song. If this song just came out, came out randomly or if it was on a Lots album or something like that, I would have been fine with it. But you don't... Uh, this, this is like an unwritten rule for rappers. You don't start your album off without going first on the album. <laughs> so the first voice we hear is Jada Kiss. 
and this is on a um, this is on a DMX album. He was the last verse, man. I, I'm not sure when they made this song. If this song was originally for this album, it sounded like it wasn't because everything kind of sound, you know, vague. It, it it don't really sound like it was made for this album, to me. But um, I was a little disappointed that he didn't kick the the um the album off. And like I said, I'm not sure when they recorded this. If um, if I guess maybe it wouldn't have sound sounded right if he kicked the album off with that verse. But to me, I already thought that was a bad sign. Um, Bath Salt. I was so excited to hear this song. I w- I wasn't sure if this was the song from um the song Swiss Beats preview during that Just Blaze battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, that verses before the verses that was like the first ever verses <laughs> that was on uh, I want to say it was on Instagram live or YouTube or something but um, Swiss Beats played this song and it originally sounded like a Nas song like he had a Nas song I think it was Nas, Jay-Z DMX and I want to say Jadakiss was originally on this too and um, this was the, the way this song started, it started with Jay-Z verse. And that's not how the song started. It's the song really to me, the song sound kind of incomplete and random. It, it, like if to me, if Jay if Jay-Z was going first on any track, I don't think he would uh start a track off like that, like how he did in this. So it sounded like they just started right in the middle of the song. <laughs> but um, if you hear the original one, you can search it on YouTube. And here's Swiss Planet, but it started off with Nas saying Escobar sees and returns, and then he was kind of talking shit in the beginning, like this that street shit, nigga, fuck that weak shit. You know, it sounded like Nas was about to go off, and I think Nas had a whole nother verse on this, a, a, a different verse. But I was disappointed with this song. Um, I, I don't want to go too hard on Jay Z verse because I'm not sure how old it is, but it definitely sounds like it's. It sounds like it's around 2012 to me. <laughs> it sounds that old. And um, if you just listen to some of the lyrics, I was kind of cringing. <laughs> I know he didn't make this song in 2021. <laughs> so I, I give him a pass for that. But just the, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at some of the bars now. He said, be my Holly Berry. <laughs> All you need is a cat suit. Yeah, the, the, the very relevant, timely movie Catwoman. Yeah. There's been two different cat women since Halle Berry now, by the way. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know when he recorded this verse, or I don't know when the song was done. And then uh, yeah, and then the last line he said, God bless the ch- uh, God bless the child that hold his own at you. <laughs> like I don't know if he's trying to say hat you type of thing. Oh, yeah, it just sounds super it just sounds like it's in a two thousands type of uh, flow. So I was a little disappointed with that. Maybe this, maybe this song should have came out way early, but um, Nas verse started off cool, but it kind of got a little weird because he he mentioned academics. Yeah, I I, I kind of got a little conspiracy on this because I'm listening to the verse, and the verse was I, I remember some of these um these lyrics during the preview of it, but um. I feel like he might have went in on this verse again. Yes, he. So let me let me clarify that because Swiss okay. Beats actually did talk about that in the GQ album. He actually went track by track 
in a GQ piece and talked about all these songs. And apparently what happened is they had the original song. Um, Jay-Z didn't want to change his verse for whatever reason. I don't know, because I think you're right. It was bad. But Nas um, wanted to redo his verse. So he actually did um, redo his whole part for the song. And that's how this song came out that way. Yeah, because because I, I knew it was an older song, but um, you still there? It looked like you froze. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, I think okay. the video's fucking up. Okay. But yeah, um, I knew it was an older song, but when I heard the part, he said, I, this is another bar that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. He said, I'll still be this fly if I work at Popeye's. <laughs> and that's a whole lot of That's spinach. a god MC. Y'all that's favorite a, rapper Nas. Man. I'm like, huh? I, I'm like, this is kind of gimmicky. And then the next bar, he said, that's a whole lot of Spanish, whole game full of gimmicks. <laughs> and then he threw a shot at academics and make a fool out of yourself uh, for a post on academics. Actually, that, that bar, the Popeye's bar didn't bother me that much. I'm sorry, I'm cutting into yeah, your no, review. Oh, no, no, you good. You good, but... But I, I, I kind of like the, the the flip of the Popeye's restaurant to Popeye's, the cartoon character, by talking about spinach. I thought that was kind of clever, man. Maybe I'm easily entertained, yeah. but I thought that was kind of clever. Yeah, I'm, I, I just don't like that I'll still be this fly if I worked at Popeye's. Yeah, fair enough. Like, it's just like... I don't know. <laughs> like, I'll still be this fly if I worked at Wendy's or I don't know. I just ain't, I ain't really care for that. I, I expect better from Nas. Fair enough. I but, don't, but maybe that's me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, the rest of the songs, I ain't gonna go track by track, but um, the Lil Wayne song, it sounded just like that one song. Um, yes. Squ- Squ- is, um, what, um, well, special delivery. Yes, it sounded just like that. I ain't, I ain't really understand it. It, it didn't sound good at all to me. Uh, the money bag yo song was, I skipped that so quick. I ain't even get the his. I ain't even get the DMS verse because I felt like it wasn't even going to sound right. Um, the Alicia Keys one was, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it just didn't <laughs> sound. It didn't sound right to me. Um, the only one I really. Um, care for to be honest was the um the Griselda one hood blues mm-hmm. I thought that was cool I I wish they could have made more music like that and I could I could tell that's something DMX wanted I could like that I think that's something they worked on that's something you know he that's somebody he wanted to work with I'm I'm not sure about the other ones uh, Take Control was kind of interesting. It kind of brought me back to the the old DMX of the um, the the, um, the women's songs. Mm-hmm. Like how you talk about the women, but he, he really he was to me he was a little underrated when it ca- came to those type of love songs. He always. Well, Tom's Gaines playing play. What was going down? <laughs> On in the song, I got to know now. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, that kind of uh, brought me to that vibe, but. I, I wouldn't go back to it. The the one song that really um that I really stayed on was Walking in the Rain. I thought that song was um good. That was to me, that was probably the second best song outside of the Griselda one. And um Letter to My Son featuring uh was it Brian King, Joseph, and Usher. I ain't care for it at all, man. <laughs> I 
I mean, I ain't really have high high hopes for this album, but I was really disappointed. I was really disappointed with the Bad Salt song. I know, uh, you said Jay-Z didn't want to change his verse. I think they should have just had a... Um, I think they should have just released this song early on, man. Because this song sounds super old and outdated. I, yeah, I was really disappointed. I really like the beat, though. That beat is hard. I, don't, I know you're not a Swiss Beats fan, but that beat was hard to me, man. If you listen to it in the car, that beat thump. You could tell that's an older beat, too, because it don't... You know, we used to those same old 808s, the the distorted 808 beats. This one was like a um, a real type of bass, and it had like I, I kind of wish I had 12s in the trunk when I was listening to this, but I just couldn't really get over the verses, man. I ain't I ain't really feel it at all. I was disappointed. But to wrap it up, I I would say you know it's look it's always good to hear X. I always paid attention to um, whenever he released a song or an album just to see what he sound like. That's somebody I always paid attention to. Um, it's some it's some older rappers that I do the same too. So like the Camerons, the um, I'm trying to think who else. But it's always when I listen to these artists, I'm not listening to them because they make the best music or you know I'm I'm expecting something big. But it's always good to listen to you know legends still doing their thing and so that's that's the only good part about this album to me just listening to x um with certain artists especially the griselda one so but i i wasn't really (laughs) feeling it man i gotta give it a pig pen mentality oh no i you know what? I ain't gonna do it. I ain't gonna. Do it. That is blind. <laughs> I, 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 I had to. I had to think about it, man. I would say. I would say, I would give it a qualified just for the simple fact that it's DMX. I, I don't want to disrespect DMX like that, man. So you qualify? You, you softening it up, man. You you going soft on me, Figgy? Come on, qualify. Man. I just yeah, I, I I can't do it, man. I I ain't trying to be like everybody else and say you know it's cool and all this other stuff. I don't. I don't think DMS would have approved this album, but um, yeah, it, I don't think it. I, it, it seemed like it was kind of rushed. I know he said it was done. I kind of don't believe that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I, it seemed like we was in the uh, Swiss Beats vault, and he was just piecing shit together because all these songs sound like they was pieced together. And he, I think he went DMS. My bad, I'm on a tangent, but. DMS went like first on like two or three songs, and that seemed kind of strange to me. Yeah, if, if this, if, if there's no way in hell if he was still alive, he would um would not want to go first on each of his songs like that. So um yeah, he damn near went last on all of them. But yeah, I, I was I was disappointed. <laughs> Yeah, man, and I pretty much agree with most of what you said. Um, so my first, they they released the Griselda song first, like a week ago, and that was my first exposure to what this album was going to sound like because they released that song Hood Blues like late last week, I think. Yeah. And I heard that song first, and when I heard, I think it was late last week, it might have been sooner, but when I heard that song, I was worried. <laughs> because, okay, the Griselda parts, Conway, Benny, 
West Side, they all sounded good. They, Of course, they, I mean, they always sound good on the same track together, man. Yeah. But I was worried when they got the DMX's verse mm. because I thought he sounded bad. Mm. He sounded like his delivery was completely off to the point where I was wondering if this, if he even rapped to this beat. Like I was wondering if Swiss just took a, a, a verse from DMX from another song and slapped it over this beat. It was so offbeat, man. His voice was hard to understand. He went two hand with the ad libs. I could barely understand what the fuck he was trying to say. And I was like, oh no, this DMX album is going to be bad. <laughs> so I'm worried. But then, like I said, I read the, the background story on the album. Apparently, according to the, however, uh, I don't know how much people want to believe Swiss. I kind of doubt. Number one, he says he's a genius. So I kind of doubt whatever he says after saying that. But according to him, this is the album DMX wanted to make. This is the album he recorded. The features are legit. I don't know about adding the old songs on. Maybe he would have been against that. I'm not sure. But according to Swizz, this is what DMX wanted to put out. So according to him, I have to judge it like that. And going by... I actually disagree with one thing you said. I like the first track. That actually put me in a better mood to listen to the rest of the album. Because I was like, okay, this sounds like, you know, the DMX were kind of sort of more used to. It was good hearing the locks back together again. It was good hearing Jada Kiss, Styles P, Sheik Looch, Louch, however you say his fucking name. Sheik Looch. Yeah, but... um. And it made sense going into it, having already heard the Griselda song, because, OK, I knew that DMX's delivery and voice was just going to be off. So I was like, maybe it's best if he doesn't go first on these songs, man. Maybe it's best if he goes last. Yeah, that's that's why I'm wondering uh, if he actually recorded these songs in real time for this album, because if he knew he was making this album. He he's starting off that uh he's starting off the first song, man. Yeah. It it just seemed like I like I don't know if this was straight out of Swiss Beast um uh, his his vault, his hard drive or something, where you know he had the song with the locks and you know his verse was just so happened to be last. It's just hard for me to believe that DMX was, you know, cool with this song being on his album, his the first song of the album. And he going last. So that's why, you know, I, I'm not sure how, you know, how they piece this album together like this. And it was like that for a lot of the songs. Yeah. I, like, I, I, all we can do is go off of what Swiss Beat said, because we weren't there. Yeah. May, maybe DMX would have wanted to go first. Maybe this is how he wanted it. I don't know. Swizz is claiming this is what DMX wanted. So I, I can't I can't just call him a liar without having any proof to the contrary, besides my inner feeling on it. So I'm like, okay, DMX gonna last, whatever. So that song I actually like, man. I actually like the beat. Swiss Beats produced most, if not, I believe, all this album. I don't think he did the uh Griselda song. I think that might have been somebody else, but he has co-producer credits, so whatever. But uh everything else was produced by Swiss. And I'll be up front. That was my main problem with this album, <laughs> the production. I've never been a fan of Swiss Beats, even when he was a super producer in the late 90s, early 2000s. I've never liked his beats. He's had a couple good ones. I've liked a few of his, 
But overall, I think he's very overrated. I think he overrates himself. And I think it's kind of nonsense to put him in the tier of the DJ Premiers, of the uh, Timberlands, even of somebody like a Just Blaze. I think it's kind of, I don't think he belongs there. And I know he's made a lot of hit records. He made a lot of money. Good for him. Personally, my ears just don't like him. I don't like his goofy ass voice. But I actually liked that first track. I liked him on a hook. It wasn't too overbearing. It wasn't uh, on to the next, on to the next. All that bullshit he'd usually be on. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) One of my friends back in the day made a good point. He said um, Swiss Beats is on every song he produced. He is. And I listen, I'm like, damn, he is. Even if it's a little woo, woo, woo. He's on everything. Yeah, that's his, I mean, today producers use tags. He just talked and spit and did hooks on all his songs. He wanted to make sure you knew it was Swiss Beats. We could tell it was a Swiss Beats song because it was a Casio keyboard sounding ass beat, man. We didn't have to hear your voice all over it too, Swiss. But anyway, (laughs) I digress. On to the Bath Salt song, man. Um, Yeah, that song was disappointing, especially considering this is now, what, the second Jay-Z and Nas song we've gotten this year, which is shocking. I listened to it. Jay-Z should have changed his verse. Yeah, That sounded like Blueprint 3, uh, Watch the Throne, Magna Carta, Holy Grail, Jay-Z. And I don't like that Jay-Z. That's my least favorite era of Jay-Z. (laughs) <laughs> is that period in the early 2010s when he was trying to prove he still got it and 40 is a new 20 no jay-z it's not don't be <laughs> singing on no fucking songs jay-z nobody wants to hear you yeah. sing don't be rapping like that nobody likes that flow yeah that was bad jay-z i wish he changed his verse it, it you're right even calling the song bath salts is dated yeah. when's the last time anybody talked about bath salts man now that, that was a thing like five Maybe 10 years ago now. Yeah, that, yeah, that's why I'm wondering how old the song is, man. And they never mentioned Basalt in the song. Like, I yeah, said, yeah, they never mentioned Basalt. And that was part of Nas' old verse. Mm-hmm. So, they should have yeah. called it Popeyes or something, man. I don't know. But yeah, uh, I didn't like DJ Academics being mentioned by Nas. Like, some things Nas just can't be talking about, man. Okay, you're 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 a legend in the game. You can't be giving DJ Academics no validation like that, man. Even Drake don't be mentioning DJ Academics' name. Like, what's wrong with Nas, man? Yeah, it's to me. I think it's kind of it's kind of whack because somebody like Nas, he shouldn't even know who he is. Yes, you expect him not to even be on social media or know all the trending shit that's going on. He should be in a whole nother universe to me. Well, I, I mean, if the rapping is part of being in knowing what the culture is, so I don't knock him for knowing who DJ Academics no, is. But, but rapping about him is another thing. It, yeah, it's just Nas though, man. Because this ain't like Nas; he can step out and be like, "Man, like, what the hell is this? I don't know what this is." And, and my, like, you probably don't like. I don't need to hear Nas rapping about TikTok. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't expect Nas to know what TikTok is, and I know this ain't. I know it's different from DJ Academics, but I agree, I don't think he should ever put anybody like that in the song. He can make he can make bars without throwing academics in there. 
But a lot of rappers and, and the audience too, they see rap as a young man's game. So these old rappers, when they get younger, when, when they when they get older, they want to prove to people like, hey, I'm still down, y'all. Jay-Z went through that embarrassing phase too, talking about twerk, Molly, Molly, twerk, talking about Tom Ford, Sue's talking about, what was that bullshit he was on? Planking, <laughs> like goofy shit like that. Damn, okay. Daniel. Remember when Jay-Z said, yeah. damn, Daniel? Yeah. Uh, I, I almost threw my iPod, man. Like, what the fuck? I, it's crazy. I think they don't have to do anything like that, man. Like, I think, I think they would, I think we would respect them just the same if they didn't say those type of things. No, we would, but they're just, they, they want to connect with the kids badly, man. And that's one thing they got to understand. You'll, you'll connect more about being yourself than you will trying to sound like you're 10, 20 years younger than what you are. Yeah. I know you're old, man. We got Google. We can see your age. Yeah. And that's why I, um, I know, like I, don't, I ain't trying to get off on a tangent, none, but this is why I like people like Bob Deep and you know uh, people like Ghostface and shit like that because they never they kind of stick to the same formula. They don't try to see what the kids talking about and put it in the verse. You know what I mean? They just do what they do and you know and, and move forward. They ain't trying to look and see. All right, what's Let's let's see what's trending so we can throw that yeah. in there so we so y'all can see we still up to date on everything. This is like nah man, you ain't gotta do that. I think it, it, it then the shit like the, the, the twerk molly, like what that shit like people don't even know what happened now, man. That shit, <laughs> like that shit so old, you can't even listen to yep. it now, man. <laughs> like that was just one little moment. You can't rap about shit like that now. You man. can't rap about people gotta learn. You can't rap about memes. Yeah. Memes grow old like within six months. Yeah, people forget shit. You can't rap about a viral video. Yes. Like that shit is gone in two weeks. <laughs> so I just don't I just don't get it. I think it's a stretch trying to rap about certain players in the NBA because you know mm-hmm. you can't, yeah, you can't. Be like Cameron, let's say, like a piston, toss the heat. You know that's, I mean, I mean that, that's a team name. That's not too bad. But they, if you was but, talking about like Sean but, Livingston or something, no, like, yeah, but, I get it. But the Pistons been sorry for 10 plus years. <laughs> they, they, the Heat haven't played the Pistons in the playoffs since 03. <laughs> and yeah, so I think, I think that's a stretch. But so I think you definitely can't rap about no memes or nothing. That's that's kind of goofy. No, it is, and and Nas got to get off that man. I think Jay Z has finally moved on from that type of shit, but uh, Nas needs to too. Um, it was a little much, so I didn't like that song. I didn't. I will disagree on the production. I hated that beat. <laughs> I did not like the beat, man. And I, I I wanted to, being that it was a Jay Z and Nas song, but I couldn't stand it. Um. <laughs> Now, the next song, Dogs Out, this actually frustrated me because, like you said, this is the special delivery, and this is the third time Lil Wayne has rapped over this beat. <laughs> if you'll remember, I want to oh, say yeah. it was on one of the dedication mixtapes. He rapped, uh, he had a song called Green Ranger when he rapped over this straight up to a special delivery beat. Mm-hmm. Then he put out Carter Four or Five, I, I think it was Carter Five, yeah. Yeah. And he had the song, what was it called? Uproar, yeah. produced by Swiss Beats, Swiss Beats. Yeah. using the same sample. 
So I'm like, okay, I thought it was kind of corny then, but whatever. It's been 10, 15 years that's, since that's special delivery. That's the yeah. trend right now. So. so I was like, okay, bring it back. You bringing it back again? <laughs> Swiss Beats just made the same beat twice. <laughs> Why? Like, is this the only beat you can give to, Je- to Lil Wayne? <laughs> and Lil Wayne killed it, but he always kills this beat, so we knew he was going to kill the fucking yeah. sample. We knew that. Yeah. DMX didn't belong on his song. This song shouldn't even exist, man. Like, I'm how how uncreative can you be? This is why I can't stand Swiss beats, man. How uncreative can you be to make the same beat twice <laughs> on, on a beat that's been used three times for hip hop singles now? Like, enough, man. You could have given Lil Wayne any other beat. Why bring the same? And it was a lazy sample too. Like, he ain't even try to flip it. He just changed the drum pattern a little bit and said, here. <laughs> I was offended by this, man. It's got on my nerves. I'm I like, to, I had to check and make sure it wasn't the same song. I, I, I was like, is this a remix? Then I looked at the original version and the original version, the uproar beat was harder than this to me. Yeah. yeah I think was he was a- trying to hide the fact that he was using, this, using the same beat. So he made it a little more muffled sounding, but <laughs> no, nah, it was bad, man. So I did not like that song. Lil Wayne had a good verse. Lil Wayne's been killing the features lately. And he's he's back in his rap mode. He's back in his rap bag. He finally stopped trying to sing and use auto-tune and shit. He's finally rapping again. I like that. I didn't like the song, no. I think it was out of place for DMX too. So yeah, I was not a fan of that. Um, Skyscrapers. Now, actually, this was a... I I cringed when I saw Bono (laughs) on the track list that came out. Apparently, this is an old song. And this is a song that had Kanye on it originally. And when I saw that, it made more sense to me. Like, okay, Kanye would want a song with Bono and DMX. I didn't think DMX would want a Bono song. But apparently he did because Swiss Beats said he wanted that song on there. So whatever. (laughs) Didn't like the song. And also, why is Bono trying to ingratiate himself in a hip hop suddenly? If you'll remember, U2 was on Damn, that Kendrick album. Oh, They yeah, had a song, right. remember? Yeah. So it's, it's something about these, um, I guess, these type of artists or bands, because it was the same thing with um, Chris Martin, how he have a song with, um, he had a joint with Jay-Z, a feature with Jay-Z. I think he did some sh- shit with Kanye. Mm-hmm. It, it was like a weird time during, uh, it was well, around 2012-ish, early 2010, where these white rock bands would be trying to, uh, would be doing features with like a, a hip-hop artist. That was yeah, Jay-Z like, and Chris Martin. Remember that? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, and I have a theory on this too. I think everybody still hates U2 because of that time when they put their album on everybody's iPhone <laughs> and everybody's still mad about that shit. So they're trying to ingratiate themselves back via hip hop because black people are very, uh, for, a very forgiving people <laughs> and we let people come into our culture. So they're trying to slide in through the hip hop lane and get some, get some cool points there to make themselves like to basically apologize for their iPhone incident where they put their shit on our phones and we couldn't delete it for like a month. I still get mad thinking about that, that was, shit, man. That was terrible, man. It was one of the worst album decisions, like, 
I really couldn't the, believe that even happened. The crazy part about this is like, damn, I cannot delete this album. Yes. So it's just there. <laughs> like, Dog, you had to, the instructions were like a fucking, the Mike Tyson cheat code. Like it was so long and detailed. And I was like, what the, just have a delete album button. No, nah, you had to go into the settings. You had to do all this bullshit. So yeah, I think everybody's hated you two since then. And I think they're trying to get cool points and kind of ingratiate themselves back into the culture via <laughs> hip hop with Kendrick and DMX. And I don't like it. It ain't gonna work for me. Hood Blues I've talked about already. I did like the, the Snoop Dogg song. That was a cool little vibe. I like the Marvin Gaye sample. It was cool. Snoop Dogg sounded good. That song was cool. I won't go back to it like you said, but it was cool. Walking in the rain, he had his son. Oh yeah, uh, last time when I was talking about the podcast or the track list, I didn't know who Exodus Simmons was. I said it was, <laughs> I said it was uh, what's his name, Def Jam dude's son. Oh, but yeah. uh, 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 it yeah, I know you're talking about yeah, uh, Russell Simmons. Yeah, I thought it was Russell Simmons' son, but no, that's actually DMX's son. Okay. You can tell he's like a baby. He does a little talking on this song, but. That was a nice song, man. And this, these songs, the, the ending of the album actually changed my thoughts on it because I'm like, wow, it, this really does sound like an album DMX wanted to make. You know, at 50 years old, he's not coming in saying he's back. He's not coming in saying he's the king of the rap game. Yeah. I'm now ranking it like a J. Cole album. You know, it's a 50-year-old DMX at the end of his rap career. In the it's kind space. of a celebration. Yeah, a celebration of himself and his family. All his friends came through. And because of that, man, I give the album a qualified. Qualified. Yes. Because, like, like basically everything, like, I didn't enjoy listening to this album, but I can't knock it for it being DMX's final album and an album he wanted to make, an album that represents himself and his family, and it, it was good to get him in back in the studio one more time. It was good to hear him, even though it was tough to hear him sometimes because he did not sound like his usual self on most of the songs, except for the older songs. But, I mean, it was his final album. It was the album he wanted to make. He was probably proud of it. And I can't knock it, man. So I have to give it up for DMX. <laughs> so you like it? You like the album? No. <laughs> I, I didn't like the album, but I like the I like the fact that DMX liked it. I'll put it like that. <laughs> I'm glad he was proud of this piece of work. I'm not. I'm just but... I'm just glad to hear DMX voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, it was good to hear him one more time, man. So yeah, I will. I, if I want my DMX fix, I will go back to "It's Dark and Hell Is Hot." I'll go back to his other albums. And I will just not go back to this. But RIP DMX, man. Unfortunate that he left so soon. And that's all I got, man. So check it if you really are inclined to, but just know what you're getting into before you listen to it. Yeah, don't really expect the most. I I would say just just go in and, you know, just appreciate DMX, man. That's, That's the best I can say. Just go in there and just... This is what he wanted per Swiss Beats. So just enjoy his work. That, that's that's all I can say. Just enjoy it. Listen to it like you're visiting your 80-year-old granddad. 
<laughs> like you, you're happy he's still around and kicking, but you know he's going to be talking the same stories and barely coherent, and it's going to be hard to hear him in that way. But yeah, just, you, you know, you just got to do it. You got to, and you, yeah, you got to adjust your expectations. Exactly. Like, lower the bar a little bit and just a, a lot of bit. But yeah, just just, appre- just appreciate DMX, man. If you yeah, if you're a fan of DMX, just check it out and just you know just appreciate hearing his his last work. Agreed. Well stated. Um, I don't think any other music came out. So, um, what's uh Erica Banks dropped the remix to her song um Toot That. Okay. Uh, she got. I want to say it's Dream Doll. Drained out on uh, on there. Okay, how was it? It was dope. It, it was actually uh, one of my favorite songs on their project. Um, I know that Bus It kind of took off out of nowhere, mm-hmm. but um, I always thought Toot That was a better song. And um, yeah, yeah, check it out. It's, it's dope. The, the video looked cool. I think they just dropped the video um, featuring, I want to say, Dream Doll and um, Beat King. So, okay. Yeah, check it out. It's, it's, it's pretty dope, man. She she taking off, man. <laughs> she she taking off. I, I I was just glad I was the one to say keep an eye on her. Oh yeah, because this this was right after the whole Meg thing. Mm-hmm. And it, remember, it was the conversations. Uh, hey, I wrote everything. I did everything. So I'm like, hey, just keep an eye on what Carl Carl Crawford. Shout out to Carl Crawford. Keep an eye on what he do with her. Because I, you know, I I do think Meg did a lot, but I don't know. I think Carl put a lot into it as well, too. I'm hearing motherfuckers saying they made Meg. Made Meg say, okay, so make another Meg. And he did. (laughs) Made another Meg. So what now, Meg? Carl said, all right, bet. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so, um, yeah, shout out to to Erica Banks, man. She, She doing her thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, man. Um, anything else come out? Is that wrap it up for new releases this week? Yeah, that's all I listen to. Yeah, uh, same here. Yeah, ain't nothing else come out. All right, man. So now it's time to get into some topics of the week. Um, we're gonna start off with our fellow mob ties brethren. We gotta give up to Drake, man. <laughs> gotta give it to our our fellow mob ties brother, artist of the decade. On Billboard, yes, yes, give it up, give it up, and mob tie symbols for um, he's uh, Drake. He's qualified, of course, he's qualified, man. He's yeah. he's the head honcho, damn near, of the mob ties movement. And uh, so he he accepted his award for artist of the decade. Um, I, I actually watched the speech, I thought it was nicely done. He had his friends, his day ones do the intro for him. They were all upstage and he had a a little video package talking about, you know, his grind, how people doubted him being an actor from Canada. How you feel about LeBron narrating? That was the one LeBron narrated, right? I didn't realize LeBron narrated it. I thought Drake narrated it. No, I think maybe it was another one. Okay. Yeah. I I seen one. I think LeBron. Uh, oh, maybe I think I, at the beginning it was Drake narrating it, and I think later on LeBron did. Yeah, on one of them. Maybe, maybe I, I didn't realize it was LeBron, but it makes sense now. <laughs> but it was a cool little video package going through his career, talking about how people doubted him, 
being a light-skinned singer, actor from Canada, you know, people saying he wouldn't last. And he he's, since 2009, man, he's been at the top running things. I didn't like the fact that he they said he has more top 100 hits than, okay, Elvis and uh, Elton John, I didn't care about because they white. I didn't like him putting Stevie Wonder and Michael Jackson in there. I, I didn't like them putting that in there. Maybe it's true, but yeah. look, this, the rules are different now, okay? It's easy. I'm not... It's, it's, it's easier for them. I, I didn't want to come out and just say it was easier, but yeah, it is easier, man. Streaming, yeah. streaming is different. I think streaming should be in a different category from pure album sales from when you had to go to a record store and buy an album. I think it's kind of unfair to mix the two. And that, that's no disrespect because still Drake is still the king of the shit. You know, he's the biggest artist of our generation. Let's face it. Yeah. But I don't think putting him and saying he has more top 100 hits than Michael Jackson is really fair. When I don't think he would have an album that sold as good as Thriller if it was simply you had to go to the store and buy it. But I don't know. Maybe it's me. I'm sure Kevin Walker would disagree. So yeah, <laughs> shout out to Kevin Walker. Yeah, yeah. I I I definitely understand because uh, I don't know. It, it's a lot of loophole. It's kind of like when you think about the NBA and you, or not the NBA, but the NFL, and you see somebody like a Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. breaking every single record, and then it's like after you know after six or seven years, it's like wow. This person is way better than the, the people that played in the 80s or 90s. And it's like, damn, the rules are kind of a little different. Yeah. You know? Because, you know, quarterbacks don't get hit as much. They, you know, it's more of an offensive league now rather than, you know, defensive league. Encouraged yeah. to air it out now. Like it's a high flying yeah. league. It's not just a running back league anymore. Exactly. So, um, yeah. So I, I, I understand. I, I, I get what you mean. And I, I agree. I just didn't like that one part of the speech, man. I, even though it's true, you ain't have to bring Stevie Wonder and Michael Jackson into that. I didn't like that. But other than that, uh, it was a good speech, man. He brought his son, his cute little son, who has dread. I guess I got to shit on Drake a little bit, man. I, I hope oh, man. Jay Prince on here this podcast. But mentality. dog, he brought his son out with braids in his hair. And I think he braided his hair so we can realize he's black because that's a white ass baby, man. Like yeah. his kid is straight up Caucasian. The, the baby mama is white though, right? Is yes. She white, she white and yeah, she's much, white and he pretty much mixed. <laughs> so that's kind of, that, that is a white. That's, ba- it, that's more white than black, right? <laughs> that is a white baby, man. If it if this, I think he he had his hair braided so we could tell it was his, and we could tell he had some some melanin somewhere. He was some he was kind of he could say the n word, y'all. It's okay. See, he has Drake's son. That's a white baby, man. If you didn't know it was, it was Drake's baby, if some white lady was carrying that baby, you would not even think he was a quarter black or whatever he is. But whatever, I'm not hating on the kid. I'm just saying. So him putting braids in the hair is like putting um, pink on the baby that got short hair. Basically, so you know, yeah. So you, you know, know it's a girl. A girl. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not saying nothing. Even Drake said this because th- he said in the interview with LeBron 
he said the reason he doubted uh, the girl who was carrying the child is because when he saw the baby, it didn't look, it, it looked white. <laughs> that's why he said, that's why he wanted the paternity test. He wanted to make sure. But now he knows. So yeah, he was trying to, he had to black him up yeah. a little bit, but okay, I get yeah. it. Yeah, shout out to Pusha T. Yeah. All this happened. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah, we, we got the inside info because of that. <laughs> but yeah, man, the speech was nice. Um, he admits that, you know, basically he, he's just trying to challenge himself. He's, he doesn't take compliments. Well, I, th- I like, I like the down to earth reserved human sounding Drake, man. Like yeah. he sounds convincing. He sounds like a legit good dude. Maybe he's not, I never met him. We're mob ties. So maybe we'll meet someday. By the way, I got to hit up Jay Prince and see why we weren't invited, man. <laughs> We're supposed to get our invitation in the mail. Maybe, maybe something happened in the post office. I don't know. Yeah. We got we, we got to sit. We got to hit up Jay Prince on some stand shit, man. <laughs> I sent two emails. You must not got them. Must be something <laughs> wrong with your email or something. <laughs> A side note: Did you see that video of um? I guess Jay Prince was on with um. What's his name? Um, Sway Sway in the morning. He wasn't on that show, but I I don't know what type of show this was, but they. They was playing back about, or they was talking about how, I guess somebody tried to punk um, Jay Prince. Oh no! Back in the this was back in the day. Oh wow! And I guess they was in the studio. Some comedian was doing like an album or something, or so they was doing like funny shit, and so they called him. And I guess he had some type of business deal with Jay Prince, and uh, Jay Prince had his albums at his store. Mm-hmm. You're like, man, this shit ain't doing nothing. He, he kind of started getting loud with him. Like, man, get your where my motherfucking money. He started going off on Jay Prince. And he said the phone was silent for like eight seconds. And he and then all you hear is Jay Prince like, where are you at? <laughs> where are you at? Like, we uh, uh, I don't like talking about business over the phone. Where are you at? <laughs> And then uh, the engineer jumped in like, all right, this is a joke. This is a joke. Like, we doing this, blah, 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 blah. They got scared. <laughs> and then you heard somebody in the car with Jay Prince was like, oh, I know where they at. <laughs> Turn the car around. <laughs> <laughs> and while I'm watching this video, Jay Prince just sitting there kind of with a little smirk on his face. Mm-hmm. Like, he looked he looked like he was like, I, I ain't like that shit at all, man. I, don't, I ain't about them jokes. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why you would try to punk Jay Prince. Yeah. Like some people just you don't punk, man. Like Shit. punk Suge Knight never got punked either. Yeah. Like some people you just don't punk, man. You don't, know they ain't gonna take it. You don't joke well. around. You joke around unless they joke. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Honestly, I was scared when we got him on the podcast because I wasn't sure how he was gonna be. I had no idea, man. But I, was Jay little, Prince, I was a little nervous, but he was super nice, man. He was, man. He was a super cool dude, man. Honestly, that that like he he's a really and and, and again, like he had to do our podcast, man. Like we, we were we were just shooting in the dark. Well, you were trying to get him on. Fact that he did it, man. That that I'm not gonna say it changed my opinion because I already thought pretty highly of him, but that that just raised it to where I'm like, wow, this dude really is down to earth, man. He's not yeah. just. A Hollywood type of dude who ain't gonna do nothing for him unless it makes him a whole lot of money. He's actually a good dude. So yeah, I feel I feel cool more I feel more comfortable if I ever see him in person 
I will be like, hey, what's up? You, I, I just want to thank you for doing my podcast type. Yeah. Thing. Like, I feel more comfortable. I don't feel like he would probably beat my ass or nothing. It would be crazy if he remembered you. He was yeah. like, oh, yeah, the gems and juice. Yeah. I, probably, I doubt it. I, I would probably have to start off saying, hey, you did the podcast. Yeah. Juice and juice podcast. I would have to start off with that. Yeah, I don't know if he'd remember, man. I don't know if he's realized that we based our whole podcast around him since this, he's done that interview. <laughs> this is the Prince podcast. It really, it's some, do you realize you started the Mob Ties podcast when you said that, Jay Prince? Yeah, we got a whole, on the ship then. We got a whole music segment based yep. around <laughs> the shit you said. <laughs> That'll be so embarrassing to admit, man. I hope you don't listen. <laughs> Like, but uh, this is like, the Jay. This is the Mob Ties podcast, man. Whether he realizes it or not, this I, I, think, <laughs> I, th- I think to get super official, we had to get Jay Prince Jr. on. We had to get. Oh Jay yeah, Prince. definitely. Because That'll be he, fun. He definitely in these streets. Yeah, and I, I felt I would feel way more comfortable to walk around and say, "Hey, this is a Mob Ties podcast." Oh, for sure, I, man. I, I don't want to walk around too too hyped yet. Yeah, running to him, he like, man, what the fuck is this shit? Yep. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, we got to clear it with Junior too, man. We got to get yeah. him on. Once Let we him get speak him his on, piece too. We official now, but once we get him on, we official, official, super official. We'll start deleting. We'll start editing the podcast we've made in the past. So if you hear things, if you go back and hear things are different, if you hear a whole album reviews of Drake are missing. Yeah. <laughs> that's the reason why because we're the mob ties podcast now man we can't yeah. have no problems speaking of that we need we probably need to delete that um <laughs> our little segment talking about the uh nba young boy situation we delete that we delete the scorpion review scorpion was a great album we deleting the push a t <laughs> podcast we yeah. delete all that shit man so <laughs> download it while you can because it might be gone when we get Max. junior on the podcast but anyway <laughs> I digress. Uh, what do you think about Drake winning the Artist of the Decade, man? You see the speech? Did you? Did you? Did it move you? I, yeah, I think, man, I think Drake deserved it a lot, man. I know we we was critical in the past on Drake a lot. I know I was. Mm-hmm. I'll be first to admit, early Drake. A lot of people like early Drake. I really didn't, but um, I, I I'm a I, I can honestly say I'm a fan of Drake and. He really deserved it. I can't even name another artist who was consistent like him over the decade. Like even, even you know, we love Jay-Z, but to me, he wasn't actively like Drake is. Drake is, even when he don't put out an album, he's still on the charts. We never got that from a Jay-Z. Jay-Z just dropped whenever he want to drop and take over, but he was never on a bunch of features or had old songs still in the top 10 and stuff like that, stuff in rotation. I I can't really name nobody else, man. Maybe a, um, even somebody like a Beyonce. She's kind of the female Jay-Z that would drop. And then she has some songs in rotation. And then she had disappeared for a few years. But um, Drake is always there. It, it never been a time. I can't remember a time where it was no Drake <laughs> at all <laughs> in rotation. So I think I think this this is a no brainer, and I think he definitely deserve it. And he's still going. I don't even think this the end. I think he still got a lot in the tank. So he's he's definitely definitely like the the LeBron of hip hop at this point. The way he the way how long he been going. 
Yeah, he really is, man. He's not going to stop. I, mean, I think the at most he'll get to a Jay-Z schedule where he'll just drop an album every few years and not always hunt for the next big single. But no, nah, he ain't stopping anytime soon, man. He's definitely going to keep rapping and keep dropping. And Certified Lover Boy coming soon. So we will take a look at that when it finally drops. Oh, yeah, some other Billboard Award news. Houston's own Trey The Truth won the Change Change Maker Award um, that same night. Uh, gave a cool speech. It was nice to see him in that event. It was nice to see him win. Give it up to Trey, man, for all he's done for Houston, all he's done everywhere with the Relief Gang. It, it was great to see him get noticed for that, especially considering that he's been banned from basically – all black radio, all radio one stations nationwide yeah. uh, for him to, to get noticed for that on a big platform like billboard. I think that was really special, man. So give it to trade the truth. Give it up. Yes. Very, it. very happy they, for him. They got to lift. They got to work something out, man. I know we I talked to getting worked out. I, I, I know we talked to people behind the scenes and it probably won't. <laughs> it's deeper than, you know, rap. <laughs> For lack of a better word, but mm-hmm. he's doing he's doing a lot of good stuff, man. It's it sucked that you know certain stations won't even highlight that because of you know a certain situation. I, I I just wish they could at least get to a point where they can at least acknowledge somebody like a Trader Truth because he's doing a, he's doing a lot of good stuff. He's changing lives. He's he's helping people. So it, it's hard to just overlook that, man. I just wish there was something they could do. Yeah, I, I don't think it is, but, you know, it's still good to see that he's getting recognized. And, I mean, he's really helping people, man. It's not just a front. So, no, he's doing the legwork. And, like, a lot of people in his position probably would have given up, honestly, man. Being banned from all the the platform that would make you a hit artist. You know, yeah. he talked about this in the interview, too. I think he did an interview with AP. And he basically said, you know, like I lost friends, lost a lot of money and, you know, I can't get a record deal because my music is banned. So, you know, this is the basically, you know, I just said I'm going to help people out instead. And that's yeah. what he did. And that's what he's still doing. So, yeah, yeah man, he, he's, he's staying visible and he's still helping people. And he's probably honestly, this is the better I wish more rappers did this, man. I know they can't all do what Trey does. They only have the t- maybe the time or platform to do it, but I don't know, man. Just, this, some, it, it, it's, a, it's a good story to hear. It, it's good to see him doing this because he could easily be the angry rapper. Exactly. That's always talking about the situation or saying, hey, they doing this. They treating me bad. And look, they trying to blackball me, which a lot of rappers be bringing that up randomly now. Mm-hmm. They don't even be like that for real. And he kept quiet. I never heard anything like that from him outside of an interview. I, I ain't hear no rants or anything like that. He just, he was just out there doing God's work and not just sitting there posing for a picture, holding a yep. hammer or anything. He was out there pulling people out of houses <laughs> during <laughs> Hurricane Harvey. So yeah, he's really out there doing God's work, man. No, he really is, man. He ain't he ain't just sitting on at home doing his Kwame Brown YouTube videos. Like yeah. he actually he actually doing the work, man. Kwame Brown has gotten my nerves, by the way. Did you see his um live today? 
I think it had Judge Joe Brown. Joe Brown. Yeah. Like, I, are you getting this desperate, man? What's going on here? I'm like, this is fucking random, man. His streams are doing numbers, though, man. It is. I see he goes live like five times a day. And every time I check it on YouTube, it's like 30, 40K people, 50K sometimes watching at the same time. I'm like, damn. He and he ain't all- even announced. He just goes on live. Yeah, he got, I want to say almost like 500K um, as far as um, subscribers. Yeah, man. He, but he he just does too much for me. I, I can't keep up anymore. Yeah. Stephen A. Smith finally responded. I saw his highlight tape, which was funny. Yeah, I thought but, yeah, I, I thought that was old for a minute. And I had to yeah. like look. <laughs> he was he was hilarious. <laughs> nah, he was, man. But I, I can't care anymore, man. He he's doing too many videos. He's saying the same shit too. Like, okay, we get it, man. I can't yeah. follow it no I, more, but yeah. Hopefully Nas and Jay-Z don't put this shit in the song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll shit, be bad. Oh, shit, I hope not. Who 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 go okay? Let's take a bet. <laughs> Who gonna be the first rapper to, to to mention Kwame Brown in the rap? I'ma say Meek Mill. Meek, mm, I'm. Oh, I was gonna say uh, I don't even know if he doing music. I was gonna say Fab. I know Fab will probably. Oh yeah, he definitely would. He, he's the def. He was the original trendy trendy rapper. Yes. I was gonna say Fab, but I don't even know if he putting out music. Game would too if he was doing music too. Yeah. So, but we can't count them. Who, who else? Who current <laughs> would would mention Kwame Brown in the bar? Mm, um, hmm. yeah. I think Jay would. If Jay dropped an album and he was recording right now, he might put a Kwame bar in it. Man, I, I would cringe when I heard it too. But I, I, I feel like he would. Do, do you think Drake would? I could see, I could see Drake flipping it like, "Hey, they thought I was a bus. Um, they thought I was." It's flip. He'll flip into some type of Kwame or something. I could see Drake. Maybe Drake really doesn't usually drop names of people except the people he's cool with. So maybe I don't think he would, but who knows? Maybe for a mix, not for his album, for a mixtape song, maybe or an EP he put out, yeah, or feature, but not for his album. He wouldn't put on the album. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, it, it wouldn't be too far fetched for me either, man. I could see that happening too. So okay. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, this nigga had Joe Judge Brown. That was yeah, crazy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. He's dig. I I feel like he could get almost anybody on his live, and he chose Judge Joe Brown. It just yeah. really started to make me think, like, what his true intentions are here, getting all these. This- I'm looking at his views now. He got 519,000 views. Yeah. From that video alone. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to have like Tariq Nasheed and Kevin Samuels and all them people on next. So, whatever. <laughs> um, and other news, we got to talk about uh J Cole, man. <laughs> so, J Cole uh, as people, as a few people probably know, um, it hasn't been highly publicized, really, like I thought it would be. But maybe it's because it's J Cole. Maybe it's because it's in Africa. But J Cole is actually playing in the African Basketball League or Basketball Africa League. That sounds backwards. Yeah, it's the NBA, right? NBA Africa. It was that the same I, league, or is it something else? 
it, it let me look it's called the basketball africa league okay so and that sounds backwards it should be africa basketball league but i'm not gonna tell the africans how they should call their basketball so whatever <laughs> um so a member talked to espn and he basically said quote for a guy who has so much money and has another career to just come here and average like one point a game and still get glorified is very disrespectful to the game. <laughs> and he says, disrespectful to those who sacrificed their whole lives for this. <laughs> um, this is the first we've heard that anybody criticize on that side. Uh, but you had to figure they all felt like this. Yeah. You know, and to clarify, this wasn't one of J. Cole's teammates. This is somebody in the league but I don't believe he was actually um, uh, anybody on the team. He's on the. Yeah, he was playing some... for the Patriots BBC, which is a funny name, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> BBC. <laughs> and so he, they, J. Cole, was playing for the Patriots BBC, and um, they, they, the organization came out and defended it and said, "Hey, he's a good player. I don't know why they lied like that." But they said he he earned the spot and he's doing good work. Um, he's committed to the uh, and we treat him like any other player. That's what they said. <laughs> Did you so, see his highlights? I saw a few. <laughs> the ones yeah. I saw now the beef. I don't, the ones I saw he looked kind of rough. No, he he's like he's a rapper, man. <laughs> he would have looked not that great in the All Star Celeb game, man. Let's be real. Yeah. Yeah, but see the thing. He would have looked better than a little baby. I say that see, much. But see, the thing is, people been hyping J. Cole up like he was supposed to go to college and play and and all this other stuff. So he wasn't he wasn't just like a little baby who didn't, you know, play at all outside of you know playing in the streets. They said he was supposed to be in college playing. And I guess supposed to have a scholarship and all that shit on some on some Cameron type shit. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of shocked he looked that bad. Maybe, you know, maybe that's a whole different league. Maybe, you know, it's a whole different ball game instead of playing in the wreck. But, man, he looked like he was not supposed to be there. <laughs> Every nigga overhypes their own basketball career. <laughs> How many people we know who think they could have been in the league if something didn't happen? Yeah. Uh, uh, quite a few. And that's regular niggas. That's now true. think about somebody with a platform like a big star rapper. Of course, even Cameron, like he, we saw his highlights. He wasn't gonna go to the league, man. Let's be real. <laughs> but he, he's gonna rap about it like he was. <laughs> so he definitely would have been on on a college team. I don't know if he would have been a starter or nothing. No, nah. but, but um, he definitely could have made it to college. Yeah. But uh, everybody overhypes their skill, and I think J. Cole did that too. He he was saying like, "Hey man, if I didn't, if it, it wasn't for this rap shit, you know, <laughs> I, I could have been in the league." That's uh, man, and see, that's the part that kind of pissed me off too. If you make like you will make more money going to the league, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. People act like it was just like a oh, um, you know, it was either rap. Or go to the league or play yeah, basketball. Two chains had an album called that, and, yeah. And I and I decided just to rap because this, it was a better opportunity. Like that's crazy to me. If I had the choice to either play in college 
and potentially go to the league or rap. I'm picking going to do both basketball. Yeah, because you could play basketball and still rap. Yeah, you, you just can't go the rap route and then try to get back into basketball. I think J. Cole had a reason why he couldn't pursue basketball. I think he got hurt or something, but I don't that's know. What, I that's didn't, what all I, of them say. <laughs> I, I didn't Cameron care enough to look into it. I, we have to ask Jasmine about it because I didn't give a shit. <laughs> so, uh, like, whatever. But anyway, uh, so a day after this player criticized J. Cole for taking attention away from other players in the league, J. Cole quit. He left. And apparently, the according to Mark Spears, uh, J. Cole of the Rwanda Patriots BBC has completed his contractual obligation to the Basketball Africa League and has departed for Rwanda from Rwanda due to quote unquote family obligation. J. Cole had five points, three assists, and five rebounds in three games. So he only played three games and left. So it was an album rollout. Yeah. That's what it's, that's what it come down to. To his credit, apparently he did help them out. He gave them there's viral video of him giving shoes, they're pumas, but still they're shoes, shoes to the entire team. I'm sure he donated some money for them as well. But that's still an album. That's still somewhat of an album rollout, though. It, not only is it an album wor- rollout, it's one of the corniest, most vanity-filled things I've ever seen an artist do. I can't be real about that. Number one, <laughs> if he wanted to prove that he could play basketball, like I said, he could have played in the All-Star game and the Celeb game, but I feel like he wanted to appear more woke. So he went to Africa and play with Africans. So he wanted the sports props and he wanted the woke. Wow, look at J. Cole going to the motherland. Wow, look yeah. at him playing with these poor Africans. <laughs> oh, that's, look that's, look how that's, kind that's, he is. Yeah, that's the part that kind of confused me because I feel like a dude, like an uh, artist like J. Cole, he could have played for the, uh, the G League in North Carolina. Yeah. I think uh, you know, he. The, I feel like he the man in the city. If he go back, I feel like he he's the man. And uh, I, I can see the president of like the uh, the uh, what Charlotte, the Charlotte Hornets or something like that, bringing them into the G League for a game or something like that. I feel like that would have been cool to me. But I I agree. I think. I think he wanted that wokeness. He wanted to do something with Africa mm-hmm. and get back and, you know, all this other stuff. So, yeah, well, I'll roll out. Yeah, man, it was pathetic. I really was not a fan of this. If he wanted to go there and support, that would be one thing. Actually playing on the court with them was making it all about himself. And I thought that was a bad look, man. Like, it was nice that he did donate some stuff. But he should have just went over there just out of the goodness of his heart and said, hey, y'all, I'm over here now. Check out this basketball team. I'm going to sponsor them. Maybe he could be like some kind of fake coach where he acts (laughs) like he's coaching a team, but he really ain't doing shit. Like he could have done other things rather than get on the court with them, man. That made them all look bad. 
Yeah, and it's crazy because, you know, you had people talking about the Tim Tebow situation who signed in Jacksonville as a tight end, mm-hmm. and he haven't played in the league since 2012. And a lot of people was complaining about, hey, that could have been another tight end or a young tight end who couldn't get an opportunity nowhere else. But now you got him there. It, you can make the same argument with uh, J. Cole. It could have been somebody who'd been hustling hard, trying to make it somewhere, and they they kind of get beat out by a, a rapper who ain't even that serious about it. I wouldn't even compare that because at least Tim Tebow played pro football, and he did yeah. for a few years. This is more like when Michael Jordan went to the White Sox. Oh, yeah. This is yeah. more like that. Because yeah, he yeah he was in the minors, but he he could not like he was not a baseball player. He was taking up a spot that should have went to somebody who was serious about baseball. And even though he did try, him becoming the main attraction there was a negative thing overall for everybody in there who was just trying to make it. Mm. So this is more like that. At least Tim Tebow or, played in or, the league before. Or this is like Tim Tebow playing baseball. Yeah, yes. good point. Fair enough. Yeah, yes. He's playing for the Mets. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yes. It's like yeah. Tim Tebow playing baseball, basically. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, man. Uh, I was not a fan of this. I don't know how you can really defend it. I thought it was cheesy and corny, and he had to do that to them Africans, but whatever. At least it's over. Yeah. Quote unquote, family obligations, AKA he's just sick of the shit. So, whatever. I hope they at least got something good out of it over there. Yeah. Um, other things happening. Uh, the Soldier Boy and Bow Wow versus is now official. I've seen they've been talking about it. Swiss Beats confirmed it. There is no set date yet, but it's happening. Um, Figgy, how do you feel about that? Are you looking forward to it, and who do you think is going to take it? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm happy about it, man. It's this is. I'm, this is probably this will probably be one of the um the funnest verses since I will probably say since the um I'm gonna go way back to the Instagram days. The oh, um, wow the Lil John and T Pain versus. Okay. Because I felt like Lil John and T Pain, they were they were kind of similar. You know, their music was kind of the same if you think about it. They both was around during that same era. And um you know, it was it was like a good vibe, and I feel like that was so. I think when you think about the young rap back in the day, you think about so you think about Soldier Boy and um, Bow Wow. I know you feel a certain type of way about Bow Wow, but I think they they were that internet that that was the definition of the internet rap kind of back in that time where they was they was younger, they were um, making music towards the younger crowd type thing. And um, I think I think that's definitely that's one of the people that that you remember from the 2000s, 2000. Yeah, yeah. 2000. I, I ain't going to say 2010s, but yeah, more than 2000s. It kind of bring back them high school memories to me. So I think it's going to be a fun battle. Soldier Boy is hilarious. <laughs> um, so I, I, I don't expect nothing less from him. <laughs> and, um, you know, Bow Wow is Bow Wow. And um, yeah, I think I think it'd be a fun man. I think I think they deserve this because a lot of people don't really appreciate them, in my opinion. 
And I think this once they do this versus people gonna be like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Oh yeah. Because I seen a lot of people talking shit like, man, Bow Wow ain't got number like five, six songs. But he been going for a minute, man. Like, mm-hmm. like it or not. I wasn't, I wasn't a diehard fan or anything. I wasn't a fan at all. But he been around for a long, he stuck around longer than I thought. He, 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 yeah, he stuck around longer than any other childhood rapper. <laughs> so um, I think it's going to be pretty entertaining. Yeah, I agree, man. Um, Soldier Boy, like you said, it's hilarious. So I watch it for that alone. Bow Wow, I feel like I'm a cringe a whole lot because Bow Wow has a, a very inflated sense of ego. I think he thinks he's one of the biggest stars ever in hip hop. I think he thinks he's the best rapper and like he he thinks very highly of himself. And I think he's unrealistic about how big he was in rap. He had his moment. I won't deny he he had his moment. He definitely had his moment, but I think he's unrealistic. Soldier Boy has an actual claim to influencing a whole lot of shit that goes on today. This dude, I think he invented everything, man. He basically did like this whole culture and what it is now has groundwork from what Soldier Boy did when he first came out. Bow Wow, you could remove Bow Wow from the game entirely from hip hop history and not a whole lot would change. Let's be real. Yeah, he, he JD Pockets would be a little bit lighter. That's about it. Yeah, he he had the songs for the moment, but he didn't bring anything. Like it wasn't like a oh shit, he came in the club with this on or mm. he he started this trend. He ain't really start no trends. The only thing I can remember him starting was probably, and I don't even know if he started this, but he was um the uh, this was young Bow Wow wearing the iceberg shit, mm-hmm. and he was dribbling between the legs and all that shit. And I remember motherfuckers trying to do that shit, <laughs> and, and girls was uh like going crazy over that, the bandanas and all that shit, but. I wouldn't even say that was him. That was more, you know, uh, the brat and Iverson. That I think that was more the influence. But um, yeah, I agree. He didn't really bring any anything. I I, I don't think he brought anything to the game like that, as far as uh, um, some type of trend. Yeah, and he didn't really put nobody on either. Soldier Boy put yeah. plenty of people on. So yeah, yeah, but it, it'll still be fun to watch, man. I'm gonna check it out. When it does uh, come on, but I, I, yeah, I got Soldier Boy winning. By the way, <laughs> oh, of course he's gonna smog. Bow yeah. Wow is gonna have some hits, but he gonna get smoked, man. Because <laughs> Soldier Boy has like a good ten years of songs he can play, and yeah. Bow Wow got maybe five. Yeah. If we being think, generous, I but. think he got. I think he got. If it was to me, if it was, if they was going to ten. I think Bow Wow got bigger hits than Soldier, outside yeah. of the outside of Soldier main ones, but Soldier been going for a minute, man. Yeah, <laughs> he got a lot of shit. He 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 can pull out a lot of shit out of this bag. I don't Bow, know Bow Wow got the bigger did. hits, but Soldier Boy got more hits. Yeah, so. he could he could outlast him. Yeah, yeah. It'll be fun to see, man. I think it'll end up being more like a Method Man, Red Man type thing where they just kind of having fun with it. I don't think they're really going to be competing against each other, but yeah, I kind of wish they do this. I kind of wish they do the old verses over now. Yeah, because I like this setting of them being together and more of a performance because I think the T-Pain and Lil Jon would be fucking gold if they was in there together and 
you know, they going back and forth. And I'm trying to think of other ones that would be good together. But, um, yeah, I think it would be dope, man. They, I think they should go back. I know Swiss and um, and, um Timberland supposed to Yeah, they're supposed to run it back. Rematch. I kind of don't want to see that. I know early mm. on it was uh, – they that was the first versus where I think some Tim was in the car, I want to say. Mm-hmm. on Instagram live. So I, I guess that was, you know, that was kind of whack when you look at it now, but I, I kind of don't want to see that. I'd rather see a, a T-Pain and uh, and Lil John. I think it'll be fun if they bring it back with get special guests. Like if Timbaland brings it back and has Missy there and she's rapping her songs, that would be cool. If they bring in the guests, I know Jay-Z ain't going to be there, but if they bring in the people who rapped on these songs to do a live performance, that would make it fun. So You want them to perform bath salt? <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Hopefully not. But, uh, yeah, I'll check it out, man. But, yeah, I do think maybe they should consider redoing some of those things. And I think they might win versus runs out of steam, but. Still growing strong, so yeah. it ain't like it's picking up. I kind of like the way they're doing it, the whole concert vibe. Yeah, it, it's cool. I will, it, the one thing I hate about, it, I just wish it came on TV. TV. Yeah. Or you like I'm I'm not I ain't got time to be trying to connect trailer to my TV and download that app and watching on Instagram Live. I wish it was like a a, a thing that came on MTV or something where you could just go right to the channel. Yeah, but then that presents its own problems because, you know, they be cussing. So then you got to clean it up and it will be whack. So we don't want to see that. So, yeah, I I do wish it was an easier way to see it on your TV. But, yeah, I don't want it on. I don't want it to be cut down or watered down. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, But, yeah, we'll we'll check that out. We'll let our thoughts be known when Soldier Boy and Bow Wow face off. Other things. um, We got to talk about your girl, man. Uh oh. I know you went to tennis. I know you got yeah. thoughts on this. Yeah. Your girl Naomi Osaka is getting lit up by media types because she's on her Kyrie shit, apparently. <laughs> she is going to play at the French Open. Um, it is happening, I don't even know when, I think in the f- next few days. And she made a post about how she is not going to do interviews anymore. She said, quote, hey, everyone, hope you're all doing well. I'm writing this to say I'm not going to do any press during Roland Garros. I've often felt that people have no regard for athletes' mental health, and this rings very true when I, whenever I see a press conference or a partake in one. We're often sat there and asked questions that we've been asked multiple times before or asked questions that bring doubt into our minds. And I'm just not going to subject myself to people that doubt me. I've watched many clips of athletes breaking down after a loss in the press room. And, you know, I know you have as well. I believe that whole situation is kicking a person while they're down. And I don't understand the reasoning behind it. Me not doing press is nothing personal to the tournament. And a couple of journalists have interviewed me since I was young. So I have a friendly relationship with most of them. However, if the organizations think they can just keep saying do press or you're going to be fined and continue to ignore the mental health of the athletes that are the centerpiece of their their cooperation, then I just got to laugh. 
anyways, I hope the considerable amount that I get fined for this will go to a go towards a mental mental health charity. XOXO peace sign heart emoji. <laughs> um, I've heard different takes. I've heard some people say she's right. I've heard some people say the media can be brutal in their questions and it might be unfair to ask an athlete after a loss and it might be dehumanizing to ask them why they lost after they just lost. I've also heard people say this is very diva behavior. I've heard them saying, you know, they're, you're getting a lot. Shut up and dribble. Shut up and play ball. Shut up and hit the racket. Whatever you want to say, but uh, they're they're saying that uh, the press conferences are not that big of a deal, and everyone has done it. It, 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 They don't get a whole lot of access to the athletes anyway, so this is the only way they get to write their stories, and they're upset about it. Being that Naomi Osaka is now tennis's biggest star, without a doubt. Yeah. So you a tennis guy, man? How do you feel about this? Do you think? She has a point, or do you think she's tripping? No, nah, I, I definitely think she have a point because uh, we see it all the time, man. We seen the we seen the um the the, uh, the the clips of Serena breaking down in the press conference after you know a couple people asked her, "Is this it?" <laughs> and this is right after a loss. So I I definitely understand what she um uh, what she mean, but. In the same breath, is still part of the job. <laughs> it, it suck, and I don't think I don't think these um, media types mean any harm. I don't think they're trying to break people down or anything. Now they it's something to do ask some stupid ass questions, but I don't think they, they I think they really there just to get their story. They want that sound clip. They want that sound bite. That that video clip, and they're gonna attach that to their story. I don't think they sitting there trying to beat her up mentally or anything like that. So um, the the questions like, uh, why do you think you lost this game? They're literally <laughs> taking your answer so they can write it in the story or present it some way. So I, I don't think they really mean any ill will like, hey, let's beat her up mentally. Why did you lose this game? Do you think you're done? Or the, the questions like that. I think they really doing that for a, a story. So that's the part I kind of, you know, if if I was talking to her, I would say that would that kind of come with the territory. You know what I mean? But I I totally get it, man. It's it's hard to go against somebody when they when when they say, "Hey, this is mentally wearing me down." I it, it's hard to sit there and say, "Hey, you got to go out there." Like no is it, no excuse. I don't. I don't think she was being an asshole or anything. I feel like Kyrie would would kind of come off as an asshole, and other you know um, athletes came off as assholes. But the way she put it, it's it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to say. Hey, like no, that's you're wrong for this type thing. She, you know, mental health is real. <laughs> A lot of people go through it, and with these tennis athletes, especially the females, female ones. They really be emotional after the game. It's 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 not a it's not a team sport. It's really a individual sport where they, you know, they they kind of hard on themselves. If you watch if you watch tennis, look how Serena Williams is whenever she mess up on something. She be damn near ready to cry. 
And you you see a lot of you see a lot of females after the game they after the match they cry. So it's it's tough to go right to a press conference and then get grilled with questions like why do you think you lo- uh, you lost this game or this match? So I I definitely understand. I can't I can't be mad at it for that, but in the same breath, that's the that's kind of the territory. I don't think I don't think media I don't think most of the media people is out to get you mentally. I think they out there they got a job to do too. They got a boss over their head. They want a story. They want a sound clip. They want you to ask certain questions. So just like you out there doing your job, you trying to win and all that, they out there trying to do their job too. So um but I, I like I said I can't get mad at it for not wanting to do these <laughs> anymore. Yeah, I don't blame her for not wanting to do it. And she does have some good points. I feel uh, reporters, there are a lot of reporters that ask redundant questions. Like one reporter will ask one thing and then the next one will ask basically the same thing, but reword it. Like you just got the answer before yours. So there, there's some goofiness there. I understand the frustration, but also Naomi Osaka is the face of tennis right now. You know, she is the highest paid female athlete as of last year. You know, that's not just tennis. That's all sports. The highest paid female. And I'm sure she's up there with the men, too. So as she is an ambassador of the game, whether she likes it or not, I don't want to come off as a, you know, shut up and dribble type or whatever, or (laughs) do your job. But like she has to understand a lot of people don't care about tennis like that. And people doing media does help draw some interest, getting some sound clips, being entertaining, being funny. She don't, nobody's saying what she has to talk about. She can get up there and clown around, make a viral moment, say, I don't want to answer that question, but go check out mentalhealth.com or whatever. Like she could say whatever she wants. I don't think it's asking too much of her. Um, considering what she means to the sport and considering that she is, you know, Serena's era is done. She's pretty she's on the way out. Venus is basically already out. You know, Naomi Osaka is the only tennis player people can really name that's active right now. Mm-hmm. And she she got to just take that on the chin, man. I hate to say it. You know, like you said, mental health is real. I understand tennis is a very emotional sport being a one on one sport. But she, she got to tough it out, man, because she means a lot to the sport. And, yeah, she can answer however she wants, but I don't think it's asking too much. I have heard it said, and I don't know how true this is. Maybe you got to inform me, but I've heard it said that, um, you know, the French Open is on clay and she struggles on clay. So it's kind of convenient how in a tournament where she's likely to struggle, she's saying she ain't going to do press no more. Do you think that has something to do with it, maybe? Nah, I don't think so, man. If you nah. look at if you look at the past year, because since the whole um George Floyd um murder, it's she been kind of on a woke th- phase. So um b- before she was kind of quiet, but now she she kind of been on a woke phase where she, you know, she very vocal about things in the community, things that's going on racism stuff like that 
and um also mental health that that kind of ties into the mental health thing so I, I i think it's more her you know i guess speaking up more i, I yeah i don't think i don't think the, the clay have nothing to do with her doing uh doing this decision all right all right i have to get your take on that because i heard that being floated out too I don't know, man. Like, I understand what she's saying. And I understand it's hard to go up there after a loss and explain why you lost. But these are just things that come to territory, man. Everybody before you has done it. And Serena has done it, you know, painfully at times. Michael Jordan, you think he wanted to be up there when he lost all those years. He wanted to win so bad. He kept losing to the Pistons. His ass did not want to do no press conference, but he did because he knew he was the biggest name in the sport, and he that was part of his job. Yeah, but see the the part that I don't like about that is, you know, they force you to go up there. Cool, that's part of the rules. But then when you get up there and you you you're angry because you lost, and you kind of short with your answers, then it's like look at this person being the asshole. Look look at him being a sore loser. Or look at this person angry and all this other stuff. They literally be going right to the press conference after a loss. Like, I, I never really care for the interviews after the loss like mm-hmm. that because sometimes you still be emotional <laughs> and you got to get up there and be professional. <laughs> so so I think that's that's the part I don't like because I, I think if it was a thing where it was the next day they do a press conference where they kind of, more relaxed. I think that would be better, but just after, you know, let's say she playing a close game and she mess up somehow double fault or something and the game is over. And right after that, she got to do a press conference and get grilled. And did you, did you choke or did you do this? You might be a little emotional at that point. And that's, and if she snap or anything like that, she gonna look like the asshole, and they go. But is that is that really true? Because when that does happen, I feel like we're on the athlete side. You know, basketball players do that. LeBron took his shit up and walked out after a dumb question. Kevin Durant goes at people. We, Westbrook see, goes at people, and we're on their side. I don't think. I think people look at them as an asshole. I don't think really? people. I don't think people. Nah, I think. I feel like if it was a. a a better moment. I feel like we would be like, yeah, I, I don't, I ain't really see a lot of people saying, yeah, LeBron, you, you deserve to walk out of there after that dumb question. Really? Yeah. Look at sports center. They going to keep playing that shit. Like, Oh, look what he did. And they call them divas for it. <laughs> they feel like they divas. They, you know, they already look at uh, Russ as an asshole and I don't think he an asshole at all. <laughs> I'm I'm talking about the fan perception, man. I don't care what the media thinks. I'm talking about the yeah, fan. That, I don't but, think the fans look at those responses and say, "Oh, he's just being no, a diva." Yeah, no, I'm just talking about in general. No, okay. In general, you're gonna have some people because people. I, I know LeBron may be a diva, so that's like a weird example. But a lot of people, uh, a lot of people throw out, "Damn, this person is a diva," or this person you know, always complaining about something or he, the way he went off on that reporter is always that type of talk. And it's like, damn, look, they, they just lost a game. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a mental thing when they be playing games and then you got to get up there and ask these dumbass questions. <laughs> like it's, it's hard, man. So I, 
I, I wish it was something they can do where I guess they don't interview the person right after the game like that because you don't know what you're going to get. Some people don't care. Some people are like, well, you know, we played hard, blah, blah, blah. But some people be really emotional. And then you get up there and say, why did you lose the game? <laughs> so I, I wish it was some type of better way because I do think some people might look at these athletes as assholes because they gave a one-word answer or something. Uh, maybe I just see it different, man. But I, I, I feel like the fan and the general perception is they're always on the act. Like, no, let's take it. Most people don't like reporters, especially recently. There's been a very anti-media sentiment throughout culture period right now, man. People don't like reporters, period. They don't like sports reporters. And whenever they snap at somebody, we're usually like, well, that dude deserved it for that dumbass question. That's what I see. Maybe I, I'm, I'm seeing a different side of it. Yeah. But, yeah, and that's I, how, I, what I see. And that's how I feel, too, because I'm usually on the app. Like Kevin Durant snaps at some dudes at, in Golden State. And I'm like, good for him. He, that was a great moment. LeBron walking out was a great moment. Westbrook but, saying, what the fuck you talking about? was a great moment. But see, you're going to get some people that saying, hey, they're just doing their job. Why you have to go off on them? You, you got those same type of people. <laughs> so it's just like, damn, like, like you interviewing these people after a loss <laughs> and you asking these type of questions. So that's that's the part I, I don't like about the whole thing. I, I ah. think as far as fans, I, I, we enjoy every good sound clip. But the, the people that's really mad about this shit, about not Naomi doing the press conferences, is the media. <laughs> you know what I mean? And those be the same media that be upset or feel some type of way when she snapped. Maybe I I just see things different. I I feel like, number one, I feel like a lot of media understand when a player snaps because they understand what the context is. They understand it's emotional. Like, like, that's the sucky thing about being a reporter. You got to ask a question that you know is going to get shut down, but you have to ask it anyway. So I think most of them are cool with with being shut down or being called stupid or being called whatever by an athlete because they understand like look it's just gonna happen but i had to ask it so i I don't know about that i just feel like people people don't like the entitlement of what naomi osaka just said in that post so what what they see as entitlement i'm calling it entitlement what they see as entitlement they don't like that but they, if, if Naomi Osaka just suddenly didn't do any interviews, they wouldn't care because they wouldn't even notice. But the fact that she made a whole post about it and why she's not going to do it, like they suddenly care about it now. So I don't know. I don't really feel two ways about it either way. I, I just feel like I, didn't, I, I just don't see it being too much to ask to go answer a few questions and you can answer however you want. Now, if they mandate it, you have to answer politely and nicely. I'll be like, <laughs> fuck that. But you can get up there and say whatever you want and you're not going to get fined for it. So I don't think it's too much to ask. And this, I'm saying this as a person who just talks every week for free. So yeah. <laughs> maybe I have a different perspective, but I don't really yeah, care, I think, man. Yeah. I think uh, people are different, man. Like some people could do that. You could, you can have a Marshawn Lynch who just get up there and say, hey, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Mm-hmm. But maybe she's not like that. Maybe she's not that animated person. Maybe she's super emotional and 
you know, super sensitive. You got some people that's like that. So maybe she couldn't even handle that type of shit where she could just go up there and just say, hey, you know, I'm not answering that. Maybe she get a little emotional. Shit, she was emotional. I know she was 19 at the time, mm-hmm. but she was emotional when she beat Serena Williams. Yeah. And that whole situation happened. She cried. <laughs> And she felt like she was apologizing, which I was pissed about. I'm like, why yeah. are you apologizing? You ain't do anything wrong. Nah, she came across as soft there, man. Like, I don't yeah, know why so, she did that. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's, her. I think that's her. <laughs> so just imagine she get up there, you know, still trying to answer these questions after a loss or whatever. I think, you know, some people, some people can't be like that. Yeah, I think it might be Corday putting that battery in her back. And like, baby, you know, you don't have to do what you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure that check clear, though. Got to buy that new car, you know. Man, he looked like a proud uh, parent. Of course he is, court. man. Yeah, he like, yeah, I, my girl is a tennis star. I think I don't ever have to rap ever again, man. You can just stay home and watch her. I know you be- better be faithful because a nigga no, like he you. ain't cheating. He ain't fucking that up. Uh, he better not, because <laughs> yeah, a nigga like a nigga like Drake would love a dude. Do women even not. like Corday like that? I don't know any YBN Corday. I know he ain't YBN no more. I don't know any women who who say that he he's fine. Fam, we ain't even know about him until uh, until Naomi Osaka That's started true. talking to him. So to answer your question, I, I think he could get some girls if anything. Yeah, being a rapper, of course he yeah. could. But yeah, but I don't yeah, see I, him as being a heartthrob. So yeah. that women are just going to chase and pursue and talk about how fine he is. Yeah, but whatever. Shit, it's probably they, women that still don't know who he is. No, definitely. <laughs> Mr. Osaka is what they call him, probably. It don't help that they look related, but we already covered that. No, so. her, her boyfriend. <laughs> That's who they call him. <laughs> Naomi's boyfriend. Yeah. Um, do you have any takes on the NBA playoffs? Um uh, I don't want to mention scores because, you know, they're probably playing now. Whenever you listen to this, it will be different. So whatever. Yeah. But uh, there are there have been some interesting things happening. Of course, we are now getting fans back in the stands. The yeah. Knicks are finally back in the playoffs after years and years. They actually won their first playoff game in 13 years. So good <laughs> for them, I guess. I don't really care. Yeah. But uh, some fans are getting rowdy, man. Yeah, <laughs> some dude, some dude dropped popcorn. <laughs> I can't even say this shit, man. Some dude, <laughs> he, he, he pretty much poured popcorn. Yeah. All... <laughs> man, he didn't even throw it. It wasn't like a faucet. He turned it the bag. He, he turned the bag upside down. <laughs> it was raining popcorn on Russell Westbrook, and Russell Westbrook got very upset. They had to restrain him because I guess he was going to try to go up. I, I, and and fight that, dude that's the part that that's the part that kind of bothered me like what was you going to do man you was going to go past security <laughs> up the stairs into the stands like that like i understand if you courtside and somebody talking shit and you kind of get to them like bro you was about to go all the way to the bleachers <laughs> to uh, to confront this man <laughs> you wouldn't go like Westbrook has been I, to be fair like people have been i guess rude to him on the court he's always complaining about fans being disrespectful and saying shit about him but he's never actually run up on anybody but i you know he he's you know after a game you're pumped up and who knows what might have happened i guess i can't say for sure 
But yeah, um, this is a very big deal. Even LeBron tweeted about it. He said, <laughs> we had to find a fan who did it and get Those to the bottom pictures. of this, guys. Yeah. I know oh, you man. have pictures. So this fan was banned. Um, but there was also some other incidents. Uh, somebody uh, spit on Trey Young, which was strange. Apparently he got banned too. Um, some players said, I think it was in Utah, were banned, uh, well, some fans were banned for some racial and derogatory comments they made towards players. Yeah, they said something like, um, put a nickel in your back and watch yeah. your dance, boy, or something. That, that's that's some <laughs> old school racism, man. That ain't yeah. even, <laughs> that's some to, old school ass I racism. Think, I read that, I had to think about it. Like, all right, put a nickel in your back and watch you dance. I'm like, oh shit, that was pretty that's some That's some 1930s <laughs> era of fucking racism, man. That's going yeah, way back. Some Bojangles type yeah. <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> so they got banned. Um, also Kyrie made some comments about, uh, Boston. Of course, he's going to Boston to face the Celtics, his old team. And he basically said, you know, hopefully there's, it's just about basketball and there's no racism because we all know that Boston has a history of racism and all this Mm -hmm. shit. And everybody got mad at him for that. uh, I I rolled my eyes when he said that, because I, I, you know, I'm with me being a Cavs fan, the moment he wanted out of Cleveland, and got his wish. He got traded to the Boston Celtics. Yes. He was bragging about how this city is so much better. Yes. yes. People here and the vibe and all this other shit. I was like, huh? Like that, that shit didn't make no sense. I, he was implying that Cleveland was dirty yes. and Boston was clean. Yes. I remember that. Yeah. So I, when he said that, I, I rolled my eyes. I'm like, bro, you sitting here talking shit about Cleveland, which is not known to be a racist city and you got traded to a, a Boston, which is really known to be a racist city <laughs> and the history of Boston. I'm like, man, this dude is a, this dude is boo-boo the fool. When, when I seen that, <laughs> I'm like, man, I wish I could have found his fucking post or tweet or whatever. He's whenever he said that shit, it was an interview, I think, but yeah. Yeah. I w- yeah. Like that. I, I ain't forget that shit. Because, like, bro, Cleveland did nothing. They they supported your ass throughout throughout it all. They drafted him. Yeah, number one overall with the injuries. He only played fucking eight games in college. Drafting him um, number one overall. They was shitty until LeBron got there. Mm-hmm. They st- they, yeah, he, we was on. We was only going to the games for him. So they gonna turn around and say that bullshit. Like, bro, get your ass out of here, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I was talking to my friend and he kind of turned me around in it because I was like, Kyrie's a dickhead. Number one, he went to Duke, which is the whitest school you could have yes. chosen. Yes. So it's hard for me to un- to understand your your concern about racism when you go to the whitest school possible. Then, like you said, he wanted out of Cleveland. He wanted to go to the Celtics, and he was happy when he got there. Yes. And now suddenly, after a- after his awakening, we'll call it, now that he's a Muslim, <laughs> he is suddenly concerned about racism in Boston, and he wants the NBA logo changed to Kobe because black people are kings. Yeah, after he bragged about going, how Boston is a better city and all this other shit. Like, huh? 
Now, uh, part of me, because I was talking to my homeboy, and he was like, you know, people go through things and they change, and they uh, they they gain understanding. You have to understand when when people get in the NBA, they're very young. You're like early twenties. You stay stay like what one year in college and you out. Yeah, yeah. So you get into the NBA, and when you like 21, 22, and your early years, you you probably gonna be ignorant. You're gonna say ignorant things. You're gonna do ignorant shit. But you grow as a person. And maybe Kyrie has grown. Maybe it's legitimate now. Maybe he's speaking off of things he sees now. But I do kind of wish he would roll some of the things he said and done back. You know, now that yeah. he knows as much, maybe he can be like, hey, man, I should have stayed in Cleveland. It, it was a good city. I was tripping for what I said about <laughs> it being dirty in Boston, being clean. Yeah. So it's, it's a it's a way you could do it, man. It's It's the way he come on, because I don't care who you are. You could be a pastor like you can still be an asshole man yeah <laughs> like that won't change like the, just because you change your religion or you change your ways don't mean you're not an asshole anymore yeah fair I enough think, i think that's him because this ain't the first time we seen something like this uh kareem abdul jabbar like i know it wasn't social media back then but i don't think he came off as an asshole he, well, he did. He did, did he? to media. Yeah, to media, especially like he would not do interviews. He would. Yeah, he was known for having a bad attitude. But he would. But he was fighting a good fight, though. Right. Yeah. But he. he yeah. Was, things. Things. The racial climate was way different. Yeah. Back was, then. So, like, yeah. I don't like I mean, what is Kyrie out there fighting outside of, you know, just being on social media type thing? Like, to, if Kyrie changed his name to. <laughs> Abdul Jabbar or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Then I might be like, okay, he's serious. But I don't know. I just it just seemed like Kyrie is all talk, man. He I, I think he gotta show me something else. To be point. fair, he has put his money where his mouth is. I've heard he's donated to a lot of causes. I think he did something with the WNBA back when they were uh God, that whole pandemic thing was happening. I think he he's donated a lot to causes. He's put up a lot of his money. So I, I won't say he's not about that action. But I do agree that he's very annoying. And I do agree that when he talks, it, you get that asshole pretentious vibe from him where he thinks he's smarter than everybody and he thinks he's just more aware and awake than everybody else. And it's like, Kyrie, it's enough, man. Just, just focus on getting this team to the fucking yeah, finals, he, man. He's he not the only person that feel like that, in my opinion. I think yeah. there's a lot of people that probably have the same views as him. But they don't come off like that. So that, that's yeah. just my only problem. I, like I said, you can't take the asshole out of somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. He, he might be a more polite asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any takes on these other incidents, man? Do you think fans are just getting too rowdy? Or do you think yeah, this did, is all shit you, that's always you, happened? You, you, no, nah, I think fans are getting out of control. I don't know if it's because the pandemic had people locked up. And they just super excited to be back. But you, you seen that? I know you seen that fight at the Astros game. Oh yeah, yeah. That man, that shit just ridiculous, man. <laughs> like, like, and and we we talked about it last week. It shouldn't no grown ass men over thirty five or forty be sitting there fighting. And and these and I'm, I'm talking about the Astros game now. What could could they be fighting about? Over they. They pretty much fighting over a damn team. So he probably said something about the Astros cheating, and they probably start fighting from there. Mm-hmm. 
Like, it's stupid, man. Like, dog, just sit there and enjoy the game, man. Like, why are you sitting there fighting at a damn baseball game? <laughs> that would make no sense to me. I agree, but I would also argue that these things are happening at a lower scale now. We're just more aware of it because of cell phones. But, dog, I feel like you got to remember, before the mouse in the palace, they used to serve alcohol throughout the entire game and in basketball. Now they shut that shit down after halftime, I think. But they, dog, when you, any anytime you get people drunk in one place, rooting for one side versus the other, and you got opposing team fans sitting in the same vicinity, there's gonna be fights, man. I, I think it's silly, and I, I would never fight over a fucking team. And I understand people who do, but it, it's not. I, I wouldn't say this is like a a, a breakout or anything that's not like it, it, it's par for the course, man. But see, it, it's it's but they just open they just open it up to fans now. Yeah, so it's like more fans in the building now. It, it kind of happened all over sports, and then you get in all these fights. It, it's just it's kind of simultaneously or whatever. Yeah, I, I think people are just shocked it's, to see it because we've gone so long without seeing fans in the stands. We're like, oh shit, niggas fighting, but. Like, in a normal year, like, these things happen, man. I'm not excusing it. I think it's corny, and I think it shouldn't be glorified. I don't think the video should go viral because, you know, people do shit for clout now, man. So people think they're going to go viral. They're going to try to get into a fight. So I think that's just corny, but, I mean, it happens. Yeah. So it ain't nothing new. Yeah. I I think this is more of a classic case of what well, well, Houston don't really go through this because there ain't no winner. Mm-hmm. But um, in Cleveland, we used to always talk about how in the wintertime, that's when people hibernate. So you see less crime, you see less killings because everybody ain't nobody trying to do all this bullshit in the snow. So you, you know, you in the house, but soon, soon as spring hit, soon as summer hit, yeah, that's when everybody get out and start acting the fool. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think, I just think that's the case with this, where everybody out, everybody happy to be out. And just uh, some fights broke out. I think it died down eventually. Yeah. I think early on, you know, this is our first time, you know, being at a game, full crowd type of thing. And, you know, people traveling from out of town to go to this game and shit like that. So, I th- yeah, I, it, it's going to eventually die down. But I think people just super excited to be back in the back in the building. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how NFL games go, too, because they're planning to have full capacity in pretty much every stadium come August, man. So, no football be extra rowdy. We'll see how that goes, too. Probably going to be some incidents. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Also, breaking news alert, a new Popeye sandwich is on the way. Uh, First off... Well, actually, we'll talk about the, the Popeye sandwich first, man. They're making a new chicken sandwich. They remixing it. Niggas thought Popeye was over, so it's dummies. They coming back with it, man. They making a blackened chicken sandwich, which I'm a fan of because at least it makes you feel like you're eating something healthy, <laughs> even though all the sauce and the bread makes yeah. it unhealthy. Like I, I would rather feel good about eating a chicken sandwich. You want to eat that fried, right? <laughs> So I'm looking forward to it, man. What about you? You going to try this yeah. out when it hits? I'm going to try it. We got to try it, man. Yeah. <laughs> we should. We should try it live on air. 
Uh, we should, man. We should. <laughs> breakdown of it. Yeah. <laughs> I the feel texture good. I, is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it's juicy. The sauce is mm-hmm. amazing. But uh, I still think about that time you talked about this chicken sandwich and we didn't talk about it on the podcast. I know. I forgot. We was we was way ahead of the curve. Yeah. And I was telling I was um we had did a show with Wade Smith and I was telling him how um I I, I pretty much was getting the chicken sandwich before the lines. Mm-hmm. Like I was actually just walking in the Popeyes with nobody there and just ordered the chicken sandwich. And then uh, I got hooked. I ordered like five more times after that. Mm-hmm. And it was no line. I just pulled up to the The thing. golden era, yep. Yeah. It, it seemed like after that, that's when it just went crazy, where it yeah. was damn near impossible to, to um, get one. I, I never went to one, and they was like, oh, sorry, we're out of it. Yeah. <laughs> but that was the yeah. golden era, man. It was, man. Things just ain't the same. Uh, but I have one more review, though, man, because I tried a new chicken sandwich today. Uh-oh. I tried the Burger King spicy chicken sandwich, finally, because I've been hearing things. I've been hearing tweets. I've been hearing people talk about how this sandwich is is kind of underrated. Is is it is that the chicken sandwich that's kind of long? The no, long, not that. Uh, Okay. And every chicken sandwich you talk about is the same type of chicken sandwich now. Man. Okay. <laughs> it's the brioche bun with yeah. the uh, special sauce. The and it's no, they're, they're, it's not like the old chicken sandwiches. Not that, man. Okay. That shit's, we're not talking about them. We're talking because it's always the same type of ch- chicken sandwich on these new places. <laughs> and Burger King got one too, man. They got a classic and they got a spicy. I got the spicy, of course. <laughs> um, and I got it to just, just to try, man, because word on the street is that this sandwich is low-key fire and people are sleeping because Burger King usually don't got good food. Mm. And I can't remember the last time I went to Burger King, man. I really can't. Probably when I was a kid. Yeah, I'm not a Burger King fan at all. Me neither. But I went today, man, because I was like, let me try this out. Let me see if there is a diamond in the rough here with the Burger King chicken sandwich. So I bought one. It was raining in the middle of when I got it, man. So I was really dedicated. (laughs) Open my window up and it was just pouring in my shit. So I was like, whatever. I got one today, tried it out. Now at first glance, I'm gonna gonna break this down like it's an album, man. At first glance, the sandwich looked better than I thought it would. Mm. You know, the bun was intact. It wasn't smushed. I'm not going to say it looked like the commercial. commercial. (laughs) It didn't. I'm not going to say that, but it looked closer to the commercial than usual sandwiches do. Because usually you get that shit, especially with a burger. The burgers ain't never look nothing like they do on the commercials. Never. (laughs) But this chicken sandwich actually looks somewhat close to what they be promoting. Um, The bun was intact and it was very nice and plump. It had the pickles on it, of course, the big, thick-cut pickles. And it had a sauce, and it was dripping some kind of red sauce out, man. So I'm like, okay, this it smelled good. I held it and had a nice little heft to it, you know? It felt, it felt good to hold, man. I feel, like I, I feel like I was really holding a meal. So I take the first bite, and to my surprise, man, this sandwich actually had some kick to it. because that's my one criticism towards the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Even the spicy one, it wasn't really spicy, man. Like it had a little bit of a kick to it. They added some sauce to it, 
to make it have a little bit of a kick, but it's it, it was mild. Yeah, it wasn't it like not, damn, it's too hot to eat. You don't need a drink. Yeah, but I, I, unless you just parched from all the bread and chicken, but you don't need <laughs> a drink because of the spiciness after eating the Popeye sandwich. Yeah, the spicy version, I mean, of course. But this one actually has some kick to it, man. I think they have some hot sauce in the batter or whatever, but it, it came with a wrapper. You could see the hot sauce dripping off. I took a bite. It had a nice kick to it, man. I'm not saying I was standing my mouth yeah, yeah. when I was eating it, but no, it had a nice spicy kick to it. It actually tasted spicy. The chicken sandwich itself was pretty juicy. I mean, it was a little too fried for my taste. It had a little too much, you know, crispiness to it. I want more meat in my chicken sandwich, man. I want that tender chicken breast. I don't want too much of the crunchy shit around it. And this one had a little crunchiness to it, man. I wasn't a big fan of that. But it tasted pretty good, man. I have to say I was pretty satisfied. I'm not going to say it gave me the Popeye's OG chicken sandwich experience. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the top. Yeah. But I got to say, man, it's, the Burger King spicy chicken sandwich is qualified, man. Qualified. Okay. Okay. It ain't, it ain't bad. Okay. It ain't bad. So It was so way are, better than the McDonald's one. Way better than McDonald's one. Uh, so are people sleeping on this sandwich, on this chicken sandwich? Would I kind of think. sleeping on it? I, I kind of think so, man. I'm not saying it's going to be a, the type of sandwich you're going to buy every single day like you felt like doing the Popeye sandwich. But if there ain't no Popeyes near you and you really want a chicken sandwich, the Burger King sandwich will do. Mm. It's not bad, man. It's way better than McDonald's. McDonald's has the worst. So to rank them, I'll rank them real quick of what I've had so far. Popeye's original is on top. The OG one. The OG one. Not the one now. The yeah, because yeah. I don't know what they changed, but it don't taste the same, man. It don't hit the same, yeah. It don't. But the OG chicken sandwich is at the top. Then I would put probably the new Popeye sandwich under that. Okay. Then I would go Burger King. Then I would go Chick-fil-A. And at the very bottom, I put McDonald's. Okay. McDonald's one was trash, man. I was very disappointed by that. Mm. But the Burger King sandwich ain't bad, man. If you if you hungry and you ain't got a Popeyes near you, you see a Burger King, pull up, get the spiced chicken sandwich. It's not bad, man. You'll probably enjoy it. Nice, okay. nice little snack. Okay, I'm gonna take your word of one. I'm a, shit. I'm gonna might get one tomorrow. Yeah, because hook shit, it up, man. Burger King don't be lines out the door anyway. Nah, man. That, I'll, that, I'll... <laughs> that'd be that that'd be one of the reasons I don't be going to Popeyes now because. I don't think people be going crazy over the chicken sandwiches, but um, like Tuesdays they be having a little special and shit like that. They still be they still be having long lines. Mm-hmm. Where I be like, man, I ain't about to wait in a long line for Popeyes. Yeah, Popeyes take forever too, man. Yeah, yes, and Burger King never had nobody. I don't yep. think I ever waited in a line at Burger King. So I'm telling y'all now, man, because I see word spreading on Twitter right now. So I'm going to tell y'all like it's a hot stock tip. Okay. You heard it here first first on a podcast. Check out the Burger King chicken sandwich, man. Check out the spicy one is very, it's pretty good, man. And get it now while the lines are thin, because we've seen this happen before when word get out, then suddenly everybody want to try it. 
Then suddenly they ain't got no more. Then suddenly you got to wait 10 minutes to get one. You got to go park on the parking lot and wait 15 minutes because they got to make more. Fuck that. Get it now, man. Get it for the hype spreads and you can't get it no more. Try it out, man. I'm telling y'all, it's not bad. It will satisfy your chicken sandwich needs and it's pretty good. People sleeping. I got to say, I agree. They sleeping on it. Okay. Okay. Damn. You might, you might get an argument from one Landry locker because this, this man, this nigga was talking about, we, we brung it up again. The chicken sandwich. <laughs> talking about, oh, Popeye's ain't nowhere near Chick-fil-A. Like ch- people who talk about Chick-fil-A are like, I don't know. They just, I'm, I'm trying to think of a high class something. They're like Texas Aggies fans to me. <laughs> they just walk around with their Texas logo on and they just act like they're better than everybody and all this other shit. It's like, come on, man. Like, look, you know what you're getting from Chick-fil-A. But that don't means it tastes good because the service was good. <laughs> like, and that's, a, I, he's good, brought that up, too. I think that's what sandwich. he really likes about it. It's a good sandwich. Like, I never got a shitty experience from uh, Chick-fil-A. I never got a bad sandwich. I got bad sandwich, a chicken sandwich from Popeyes. Where I'm mm-hmm. just like, damn, they got me, bro. Oh, well, we know that's the game you play when you go to Popeyes. We man. know you what it know. is. We know what it is. So I can't be mad at that. But that don't means Chick Fil A sandwich is better because they're neat and the napkins is folded correctly and all that shit. Like we talk about actual taste. When whenever I argue with people about this, I say. If Popeye's decides to make you a chicken sandwich right now, personally, and Chick-fil-A decides to make you a chicken sandwich personally, which one tastes better? We're not talking about service and who take the longest and all this other shit. We're talking about the actual taste of the sandwich, <laughs> like in their prime. They're the, the best of the best. <laughs> Dog, uh, the, the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich is like Grandmaster Flash. <laughs> okay, to make a rap analogy, because Grandmaster Flash was amazing. Like he basically kicked off rap being in the mainstream, and Chick Fil A kicked off the chicken sandwich being very there its own thing. Usually, people would just say, "I don't feel like eating a hamburger, but I'm going to McDonald's. Let me get their chicken sandwich." And it, it would be shitty, very overprocessed. The kind of chicken sandwich you would get at a, a, a cafeteria. Yeah, yeah. Lunch. <laughs> but the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich changed the game when it first dropped. You know, very, very thick, thick actual chicken breast. Uh, the bun wasn't that great, but they kept it minimal. And it, it's, it, it was delicious, man. But now, like, the Popeye, Popeye is like Jay-Z or Nas or whoever you think is the best rapper out now. <laughs> and it's evolved far past the Grandmaster Flash Chick-fil-A sandwich. I'm not saying Chick-fil-A is bad. I like going back and hearing the hip hop, the hip into the hip into the hip hip hop. <laughs> like you feel like lip banging some old school hip hop yeah. sometimes. Sometimes I feel like eating an old school chicken sandwich. But it's been surpassed, man. The Chick-fil-A sandwich doesn't look good no more, dog. The <laughs> bun is flat. The chicken be too sweaty. It'd be dripping sometimes. Like it's not, I'm not saying it's bad, but it's been surpassed. It's been yeah. evolved. You, you know what you're getting from Chick-fil-A. You know you're going to get a good sound. To me, I look at Chick-fil-A as a safe place. Yeah. Because sometimes sometimes I don't want to go to Popeye's at, because it's 9 o'clock at night, and you know they don't give a fuck after 9 o'clock. Yep. 
they, you know, they give you the oldest chicken sandwich that been sitting there all day. And I'm gonna be disappointed. They're gonna give you the soggy fries. But Chick-fil-A, I don't think about that with Chick-fil-A. I know when I, when I go there, I'm gonna get a perfect chicken sandwich. I'm you know, I'm gonna be cool, I'm gonna be satisfied. But I ain't gonna sit here and say that's the best one. <laughs> like, now Lance Lance is gonna feel like that because he got the black card, man. Let's be real. He has the card to get free Chick-fil-A every day. So of course he's gonna love him the best. I loved it too when I had that black car, but I ain't got it no more, so I don't give a shit. But, but yeah, but see, he he gonna die on that hill, man. That's somebody yeah. that's he like like Popeyes can create the Chick Fil A sandwich and put Popeyes on the bun, and he is st- still say, "Oh no, Chick Fil A is better." Oh, definitely. It could be the exact same sandwich, and he gonna say, "It's the that's service, bro. It's the service. <laughs> it's every okay. it's this it's the experience." Yeah, like we don't give All a right. damn. Like, bro, I done ate food out of a a shitty building. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But if the food is good, the food is good. (laughs) Taco truck, where you don't know where that truck been. But fuck it. Tacos be hidden. And Cleveland, I don't care if they mean to me when they say, how many tacos you want, bitch? Yeah, it's it's a barbecue spot in Cleveland that's on the other side of town that I went to. And um, I kid you not, it would take a fucking hour for your shit. Damn. You'd be like, damn, did they fucking forget about me? They're a little rude too. Like, God damn it. But once you get the food, you satisfied, you good. It's yep. not soggy. It's it's kind of like you know what it is. So now when I go back, it's like, shit, let me call this shit in an hour before <laughs> and take my time to get on the other side of town because mm-hmm. I know they take all day. And I, you know, I ain't about to get all pissed and walked out because the the uh the cashier had an attitude with me. Yeah. As long as this food is good. The food is cool. I don't care. <laughs> and I, I will say that I don't like because there are some places that do that intentionally. Like they they, they be rude to customers and some customers like that. I don't like that, man. I feel like whenever I'm paying you for something, you should be nice to me. So I don't like the restaurants who be mean. And that's part of the experience is having it. This started with the fucking Seinfeld episode with the soup Nazi. People think that type of shit is cute. And it really isn't to me. But that being said, I think you're right, man. I do think that's about the actual food itself. Yeah. If the food is good, we gonna we might argue. You don't forgive back. a lot, man. We yeah. might argue you might argue argue back with you. You might snap back at you. But once you get the food, you like, all right. But if the food is shitty or the food is damn near average, it's like, man, it's not worth going to this shit. Yeah. <laughs> but if you see somebody going in a hole in a wall spot. And you know the service is kind of eh. like that food is good, man. <laughs> I agree, man. So I'm telling y'all once again, the Burger King chicken sandwich is qualified. Get it now. Get in low. Get in while you still can. Get in before word spread and they start packing that bitch out. So check it out now, man. And we do, of course we're gonna check out the new Popeye chicken sandwich when it come out. Yeah. So <laughs> real quick to recap your list, you had um. Burger King three. I have Burger King three. Yeah, I'm gonna try okay. it. I'm gonna try it again. I'm gonna get okay. What are we gonna do? It maybe if it's especially slow episode of the podcast next week, I'm gonna get a Popeyes chicken sandwich and a Burger King chicken sandwich, and, and try them side by side. See what I like more. Okay, shit. I'm supposed to be on a fucking diet too, man. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. <laughs> but we have to settle this, man. It's very important for the culture. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to try it, man. You kind of got me hyped now. Yeah, let me know what you think, man. I might be tripping. Maybe I was just hungry. 
But it tastes because, good to me, man. No, so. no, 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 you're right. Because shit, I just had a chicken sandwich last night. I want the uh, Wendy's. We got okay. We kind of went to Wendy's last minute. Yeah, it was it was late too, and I was just like, oh, fuck it. And I back in the day, we used to always get Wendy's had the best chicken sandwiches back in the yeah. day. Yeah, it was it was legit. Man, I got this one. I'm like, God, this was like a damn cafeteria school yeah, cafeteria. That old shit. Man, yeah. that patty was like this slim. <laughs> I'm like, man, what the fuck that is fake this? ass chicken? Yep. Yeah, man. I was so disappointed. I'm like, Wendy's used to be the chicken sandwich spot to go to. Mm-hmm. Now, man, they ain't even on the radar, man. They damn they not even on radar for their damn hamburgers at this point. Nah, Wendy's fell off, man. Wendy yeah. used to be at the top. They fell off hard. Yeah. But at least they have cute little social media shit and they do rap albums. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. That's all they got, man. They shit yeah. that rap album better than they food. Yeah, oh, definitely now, for sure. <laughs> for sure. It all went to shit when Dave Thomas died, man. When oh, Dave yeah. Thomas was alive, that they shit was the hit. Yeah. They changed everything, man. <laughs> R.I.P. Dave Thomas, man. When he was alive, Wendy's was much higher quality. Yeah. They fell off. Man, that's like Steve Jobs when he passed. Yep. And they Apple certainly don't do that. nothing new no more. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Man. All right, man. Is there anything else we missed? I think that might about wrap it up for the podcast, dog. All right, cool. Eat that Anita if we got it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listening to the quiet storm tonight. Your DJ Figgy Fig, I'm Lion Rocket. So yeah, thank y'all for staying in tuned again to the Ginger and Juice podcast. Thank you all for listening. Enjoy y'all. Thanks, Jasmine, for all the things she does outside and behind the scenes. Thank you, Tab. Thank you, uh, Versatile Elements. Thank y'all, all y'all day pay one test, niggas. Pay text. Yeah, for sure, paid text. I was talking to him not that long ago, and he said we gotta we gotta link up sometime, man. Oh, for sure, man, for sure. We we gonna do it again soon. So yeah, thank y'all, all all y'all day ones, all y'all new folk. We appreciate y'all. Brandon Scott always promoting our podcast too, man. We got love for you too, bro. Shout out to Prem. We had Prem on the podcast. Yeah, we had Prem on our um. YouTube exclusive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Check it out. YouTube Gems and Juice channel. We have an interview with Prem DiBiase, a Cleveland artist. Um, Dope interview, man. Check it out. Good dude. Funny story. So check that out for sure. Also, our previous, we had the interview with uh, Terrell Bilal. Well, it's not an interview. It was more so a film review session. So check that out as well on YouTube, man. Yeah, he he started his podcast back up too, Novelty. Okay, so check, check that out. He's gonna be reviewing movies, shows, and tell you what to watch and what to look. Yeah, for. I want to know what he thinks about a quiet place too. I'm gonna ask him because I heard okay. that shit's popping now. So okay. I want to see his opinion on that. But yeah, thank y'all all for listening. Thank y'all for staying tuned in. Until next time.